Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en Español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Right now, staying connected is more important than ever, and fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We'll ship you a free self-install kit to make setup quick, safe, and easy. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. first testing one Okay, this is Bill After once again. We're speaking here with Lou Albano, the manager of Champions. How are you, Lou? How are you, Bill? Uh, I'd like to tell you a little something about Moondog, Maine. As you know, this is my discovery. I've had this man under contract for some two and a half years. Lou, why, why Moondog? Well, what, I, what's I, that I, name? Said I was on a camping trip up to the woods of Oregon in Crabtree, Oregon, and I found this man howling with the male wolf at a full moon. And I looked at him. I saw the man was inhuman. I realized his capabilities. I realized he was the next world champion. As you know, I've made a study of astronomy. I know the stars, the moon formations. I know the exact moment, the time the man was born, the moment of his birth. I'm able to determine his future. This was the right time, so I brought him in knowing that he would beat Pedro Morales and would have a new world champion. Do you understand what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. You, you look at me with a stupid face. Look on your face. What is it? You say that Lonnie Maine's going to be the new it's world champion. Lonnie Maine. Never mind. Moon Moondog. Moon Fine. Have you seen a man in training? Uh, no, I haven't. How does he Did train? You see him do- uh, shut up, I'm talking. Oh, Did you sorry. see him eat glass? Yes, Did you have. see him eat razor blades? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine what he'll do to the heart of Pedro Morales. Well, how does this man train for a match besides eating goldfish? As I said, he does over seven miles of road work a day, eats nine pounds of raw fish, road work, raw fish, training, up and down trees, climbing, wood chopping. And many other ways that I would not discuss at this time. All right, now why does he eat raw fish? What could be in this for anybody? No, if you had any brains, raw fish is a high source of protein content. And by eating nine to ten pounds of raw fish a day, plus drinking a quart of calves' blood, he's able to maintain his protein content. You what understand? About, what about glass, Lou? That doesn't have any protein. This is only a means of training. He uses this in case he has an opponent in trouble. He'll go right ahead and he'll have a bite. 
the vein, the large vein in the neck, and tear it right up. Yeah, a lot of the fans have been saying that uh, Lonnie Mane is crazier than Luke I Graham. Moondog Mane. Moondog Mane. I'm sorry about that. It's crazier than Luke Graham. I He's don't like to compare any of my champions, and my champion is not crazy. If you say vicious, if you say tough, if you say the toughest man in the world today, then I'll have to agree with you. If you say unbeatable, if you say great, if you say fierce, if you say 285 pounds of power, speed, agility, dynamite, then you're right. What does he carry, this stick that he carries? That's him? none of your business. That's a special token of my esteem to him. It's something special that we have between us, something that I personally chopped out of the swamp woods of Georgia Farm, and this is his lucky job. Okay, fine. Now, a few weeks ago on uh, the TV program, we noticed that uh, you were at ringside uh, helping Lonnie Main win Don't his match. Don't say helping because the Manuel man doesn't Soto. need help. I'm only there as a technical advisor. I'm only there to point out different weaknesses as an opponent. I don't help him. And another thing, you know why I'm really there? Why is that? To stop him from killing opponents. To stop this man from being bought. Has he ever killed an opponent when he before he has I don't understand anything him? about that now. At another time, I may talk to you about it. Okay, fine. Now, finally, you're... Uh, if anything happens with Pedro Morales, if he doesn't win the belt on a disqualification or something like that... Well, let you're me gonna... tell you this. I stated before that if the moon were full, I would not be responsible for the actions of Moondog Man. And he's like a werewolf in that way? Never mind a werewolf. Never mind a werewolf. I said I wouldn't be responsible with a full moon. Well, it's a lucky thing for Pedro Morales that tonight is not a full moon. But never mind the moon. He's still going to destroy, humiliate, beat bloody and humble Pedro Morales. And I made a promise about having Morales carried out of the garden at Madison Square Garden and stuffed down a sewer. And I'm personally going to be there to shove his body down a sewer on 33rd and 7th Avenue. And if you want to watch, be outside at 11 o'clock tonight. Okay, Bill Apter with Lou Albano and Moondog Maine at Your Madison pleasure. Square Garden. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, The Notorious 187 Homicide Bang, 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 I'm from Miami, not Compton Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211 I come through stomping Rolling in my low-top chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Checkered up like a nut going 5150 G'd up in the feed up Creased up as I'm Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later, we are now home on MLW Radio. I'm your MC for the week, Jose from Queens, New York. You can follow me at Sanchez on Twitter. This week on the pod, total engagements, Mac Coon returns to talk more AEW and WWE. Dan Lambert is back. A Patreon subscriber and a Vince Russo ambush. Plus, Disco's favorite segment, The Mass Republic Minute, Hillary's Lost Emails, and more. And now, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gem, it's Conan! 
Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, we're back with episode 172 of Keeping It One Hun with Conan, the mighty, mighty DI, and Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. What it do? Boom. What's going on? What's happening? All right, let's start off with the uh, shout outs uh, to see who's listening to us and from where. Um, we've got Wrestling Nine from Mumbai, India. L- League from Augusta, Georgia. Wrestling Wrestling Fan from Lake Providence, Louisiana. Uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship from Essex, England. Chris Beard Pinero from Tulare, California, which is in the Fresno area, repping the, repping the 559. Uh, Lechon or Chicharron from Dover, Delaware. Uh, who checks out the MCW promotion out of Maryland. Uh, Jess at, watches Jess from the UK. Chris from Georgia. The guiding light, Isaiah Quinn, who's a wrestler, uh, indie wrestler from Manchester, UK. And the monster from Manchester, UK. Um, I want to remind everybody to check us out on our Patreon, which is at Conan.me, where uh, we put up all the extra audio from the show, um, backstage stuff from all the promotions I work at, uh, including interviews and stuff, posters, uh, regionalized uh, promos, um, old matches that I come across, stuff from Impact. Uh, what else, Joe? We put up videos from each week of the show uh, last week. Well, there was no video with Conrad. We, we did put up the full interview, which was uh, almost an hour. We put up the full interview with Dan Lambert, which was about an hour. And we put up the full and unedited mailbags every week. And uh, starting this week, we also will be uh, Skype calling uh, at least two Patreon subscribers every week if you're on the $25 tier, as well as when we do the uh, watch-alongs from now on. If you pick the match, you get to watch the match with us. So that is a new feature that we're starting this week as well. All right. Uh, so that's our uh, Patreon at Conan.me. Check that out. Um, that's what keeps the show running, that and our sponsors. And, of course, like we've said uh, before, there's nothing on this show that we're going to recommend that we're not using ourselves or that we've okayed ourselves. Ready for the mailbag this week? Yes. All right. First one's from P. Alberto Sanchez. And the subject is, subject is Bailey's full-fledged heel turn. What's up, guys? Hope the gender-neutral crowd isn't offended by me calling you through that. <laughs> That's tremendous. <laughs> We're just talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Ba- Bailey finally went full heel and said the half-ass way she was doing over the last month. Given the marks sheer heels, can they get Bailey over as a heel with heat? If so, how do they do it? P. Alberto Sanchez. Um, well, I'll tell you what. What Bailey did so far, she changed her look. Yeah. And she doesn't look like anything that you would like. Short, have you noticed that? Hair. You know what she looks like? She looks like a character from, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> like like a, some sort of younger character. Doesn't she look like one of those younger girl characters from Game of Thrones? I just saw the haircut. Uh, did they change her gear and stuff too? No. No. no but she, you know, but, but, but the haircut does look Game of Thrones-ish, a little mushroom cut. And it looks um, a little annoying. Huh. Yeah. The haircut's like annoying, which is good yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. That, okay, that decent heel stuff that's because good, like, uh, the haircut bothers me. You know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, right. So that's good. She she I, probably had to do it to, to, to bother the fans. Right. So yeah, was, she she can't get over the heel if she embraces if she continues to embrace this. Yeah, that was you know? good. I thought it was great when she cut up the Bailey buddies. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. that was great. That was kind of a heelish thing to do. And I think, bro, very easy to get heat. The best way to me to get heat is real easy insult the fans because yes. they feel they're so entitled they're a bunch of fucking snowflakes 
and they have this fake and over the top outrage, show picture them in the audience and bury them. Yes. You know, I, 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 somebody like me would never go out with a nerd like that. Yeah. You're whatever. You know what I'm saying? Insult the fans because they're so entitled and they think they run the show and they think they're all mighty. Insult the fans, bro. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, next one's from Luis Miralas, and the subject, subject is Kane Velasquez. Hey, K100 crew, I recently saw a clip of K Velasquez on AAA, and I gotta say I was impressed. He was surprisingly really good. With how quick he's picking up the business, the potential disco and Conan seeing him, do you guys think he can have a rookie year like how Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey had? Thanks, Luis Morales from Inglewood, California. Number one, Ronda Rousey's rookie year was nothing like Kurt Angle's. Okay, Kurt Angle's was a huge hit because he, he drew and he got over it. He was, you know, and, and here's the thing, too. It's very, I don't, Kurt Angle's a great promo. Okay, if, if, if Kane can cut promos like, 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 like Kurt Angle, he can have a, a rookie year similar. But Kurt was one of the best promo guys in the business from day one. So that, you know, so Rod, Ronda wasn't, and I don't know if Kane is. Because yeah, Kane's kind of like just, Kane's hasn't really had to, had to cut any promos yet. You know, so we'll see how he does when he cuts promos, where you have to, like, sell a fight, you know? Yeah. So. Ronda was not a good promo, and though they did put in a very, 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 very tough yeah, she spot. she was pushed. Yeah. But, but Kurt was pushed because he got but good she did value. Do, yeah, but she Kurt, did do better in the ring than anybody expected her to do, yes. you know. Um, I think Kane... Is very, very talented for his age and his weight and never having done this before. His pedigree, his training ethic. Bro, he was in the ring waiting for everyone, stretching and doing all this fucking shit while everybody was catering. Okay. Mm, right. he, 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 so he's got this, you know, he's got the UFC mindset, you know, training for hours, getting up. I mean, he's fucking ready to go. Work, and, work ethic. Right, right. Almost like a guy that was in the military, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he called me once to buy a ring to put in his backyard so he can train. He's actually coming to San Diego next week to train with Rey Mysterio. So he's willing to put in the time, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely think that he, he, could, he could have a great rookie year. Not only that, bro, you met him, Disco. He's a beautiful human being with a great heart, great dad, bro. I'm super rooting for him. All right, so this next one is the last. I wanted to announce this. This is the last mailbag letter we're ever going to read from this guy. Okay, huh. is it Joe? So, Joe Trailer? I'm not going to read them. It's from Kaipu Kaipo Punohu. Oh, nice. The subject is it's been a while. All right. Uh, hey, Disco, I have a question for you. Why do you suck? I mean, you hang out with two kick-ass guys like Conan and Joe every week. Wait a minute. Wait a one minute. would think that. <laughs> I'm the second one. Go ahead. One would think that would rub off, but alas, it doesn't. Maybe you should get demoted to Hugie's show because he sucks too, and he's boring. Oh, come on. Anyway, thanks, guys. Conan and Joe, keep up the good work. Disco, keep up the work, you trash. Kaipo, Panohu. P.S. The handjob of the week should be Hawaiian third themed. I'm thinking of a macadamia nut and dull pineapple whip. That doesn't sound too bad. Okay, well, that's the last. This is the last mailbag we will read. From Kaipu, so you've been you've been banned from the mailbag. Wow, okay. that's first, and that's I'm hard banning. to do because we've had a lot of jackasses. First ban, wow. You yeah, know, is it, why do I suck? I don't suck. So your your whole post is fake news. All right? Smart, so thank mo- you smart move by uh, smart move by Kaipu there because uh, I saw on Twitter that he mentioned his recent uh, emails didn't get read on the show, and then strangely enough, he puts me over in the email, and here it is. That's quite a coincidence, don't you think? Well, no, the I last think one you're a mark for people putting you over. <laughs> Joe, if you, if you want to know who to send you personal emails on how good you're doing, then have him feel free to do that. K100 
Okay, but they're not getting rid of the show. <laughs> right? So Kaipo, if you want to send Joe an email and evaluate his his how how well he does each week, you're more than welcome to do that. But it's not going to be read in the show, right? Coming soon on the Creative Control Daily Mailbag. Go go ahead. <laughs> you probably, if you read enough of his emails, you can probably put a, give, give so a show. Michelle, like that's right. If you don't if you don't hear Joe enough on Raven on our show, what other show are you on that you talk a lot or you're a co-host? Uh, well, I'm on Husey's show every now and then. Every now and then, you're always on Huge Show. You're always on Durbin Show. You're always somebody else. There's another guy. I was on Hambone Show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Hugely Hambone and Durbin. You're always on their show. So if you haven't, if you're not hearing enough Joe on all those shows, he's also on now five days a week. Go ahead. Um, next <laughs> is from Abel Quintana. Subject is Lex Luger. Hey guys, I really missed a disco list last week. I think you should bring it back, or at least replace it with something else. We're not. It didn't. The disco list is not. We're not bringing it back every every week, okay? This is a, it's an attraction. It got a little bit repetitive, and you guys don't understand is that it eats time, up a lot of time. We're having to put in a lot of time recording that, and it's like once a month is just fine. But there, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's like, hey, just, you guys, in a couple weeks, the disco list will be back up again. So look forward to it. There you and go. Plus, uh, like I said, bro, if you really want to pop and you really want to enjoy yourself, if you're a pay, if you're a Patreon member, all the shows are free. Correct, Joe. Yes. Okay. Go back to the embryonic stages. Okay. See how it got started. Because Joe says the very first disco list was six names. Something like that. Yeah. So see how names got added and why. Because that's hilarious in itself. So go back, uh, you know, and check it out. Hey, guys. Okay. So let's get started with the disco. Can you guys share some stories about Lex Luger? The word is back in the day he was full of himself, but the people around him say it was hilarious. I love the show. Keep up the good work. F. Feeney. LOL. All right. Uh, Luger, Luger, that that is a good way to describe. Luger was full of himself, but Luger, if he liked you, was very entertaining to be around. He was very witty, had a lot of very strange character quirks about him that were entertaining. Yeah, Uh, he was super OCD. Bro, that name, the narcissist, fit fit him to AT. Okay. Plus, not only that, I remember like uh, he had he had a great great dry wit, like Dean Malenko. Yes. Or, or like, uh, do you remember that comedian who was one of my favorites of all time, Stephen Wright? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, he was like Steve. Yes, he was very Stephen Wrightish in his dry wit. He right. also invented what we kind of refer to our day that I've patterned myself after is the Luger talk. Yes, where he has an uncanny ability. No matter how strong of a talker you are, he will talk over you and dominate right. the conversation. Okay, right. I learned. I learned a lot of my my uh, technique from Lex Luger. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, now, also, I, would, I would... Go ahead. He was very quirky. 
Yes. Uh, when he grew, you know, he's from a, just a regular family in Buffalo. He was a professional football player, but he's also a pianist. He played the piano growing up. Okay, right. so he's obviously very well educated. You can tell he's very intelligent from from a very uh, smart family. Okay, yeah. I think his dad was a doctor. You know, he's just like like he's got good pedigree. Like like the breast. If Luger was not in the wrestling business, he would have been doing something else very successfully. Okay, because that, right. that's who he comes across as. Yeah, because he looks so, great, trained hard. Right. Um, when you go out with him, if you go to his hotel room, like him and him and Bagwell would be standing there with their shirts off, and they'd be they had the freezer open to the refrigerator so they could stay cool before they go out. They would like stand next to the <laughs> open freezer on the refrigerator, drinking beer before they went out with their shirts off. So that was always like <laughs> quirky to see, like the, the way now, these guys act and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was so just, as you know in wrestling, which is one of the best things in wrestling, is you always have your driving buddies. Right. So I'll always ask guys like, who are you driving with? You know, and so you always usually drive with the same people. Mm -hmm. So obviously when I was in the NWO, I was always driving with Scott, Kevin or Luger. All right. Uh, Kevin and Luger, as well as Dean Malenko, three of the best pilots you ever want. They always knew where the best hotels were. They they always knew where the where the gyms were, where the tanning places were, best places to eat. And never fell asleep at the wheel. Very rarely got lost, if ever. And so me and him were always going at, uh, especially because I. He started for some weird reason. He started to listen to hip hop music. Okay, and I remember once he was at the locker room and he was mad because he couldn't find his DMX tape. Okay, while he was wearing Fubu. Okay, how great is that? Okay, so, uh, so uh, we'd be in the car, and bro, we would have massive discussions. And one of the discussions we would have is, I would always tell him, you know, if white guys are so tough, uh, how come I don't see any white? <laughs> how come I don't see any white guys in boxing? He would say, all the tough white guys are in football. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but anyways, he had a great dry hit like Stephen Wright. And let me let me tell you three of my favorite Stephen Wrightisms. Okay, I bought some batteries and they weren't included. Right. Uh, you can't have everything. Where would you put it? Okay. Uh, and uh, um, and I went and I went to a restaurant <clears throat> that served breakfast uh, at any time. Uh, <laughs> So I ordered French toast during the re Renaissance. How great is that? <laughs> he said, one time I got a, he said, uh, I got a parking ticket the other day. I pleaded insanity. I said, Judge, don't you think it's completely crazy to park in the parking lane or to park in the passing lane? He said, yes. And I asked him what time it was, and he told me, and I said, no further questions. <laughs> How about what he did? Like, yeah, but his delivery was the best because yeah. it was like that, very deadpan Never uh, emotion, right? Yeah. And he says, uh, I, there's another one he, I would love. He says, I came, I came home, somebody had robbed my house and replaced everything with an exact replica. How great is that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Steven Wright and Lex Luger for life. Boom. Yes. The next <clears throat> one is Mike Robinson and the substitute. subject is promos. What up, Keeping 100 Crew? Question is more for Conan and Disco. My question is, what do you think is the blueprint to being a good promo guy, and how would you go about getting better at doing promos? I am quite sure other wrestlers want to be better at doing promos, but it's something that is not being deliberately taught outside at the performance center. Thoughts? Thank you, Mike Robinson from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bro, just just go watch good promo guys. I grew up watching Piper, Dusty, Flair, Macho, 
you know, these guys just cut great promos. You can go back to some like old, go on YouTube and just like watch the way some of these guys do their, their little one, one and a half, you know, they were called market specs. Back then, guys had to use to cut promos for towns, okay, and they're called market specifics, market specs. And Mean Gene would be there with Macho, and they'd be promoting a show in Long Island where Macho would be wrestling Steamboat. And Macho, and Macho would cut a one-minute promo on Ricky Steamboat. So it's just kind of like, and then that's kind of like what you have to do with wrestling today because a lot of you guys are independent wrestlers wrestling on, so, you know, you're cutting promos on social media. You know, I always do this. Go, go, watch a guy like Killer Cross. Watch how he does his videos that he produces for his matches, his, his, for his indie matches. You know, it's just, just... I don't know. It's just like you got, you, and if you if you're not an entertaining guy, like if you if you're you know if you're not a good a, somebody that's a cool person to talk to, then you got a lot of work to do because now you have to figure out promo stuff. Because a lot of guys are just entertaining people just to talk to so they can cut good promos. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> for a great promo, you just have to step into the shoes of the character you're portraying and become that character. And I I've always felt that. Um, like the best promos are usually the guys that in real life have the ga- the gift of gab. And mm-hmm. it's almost like you either have it or you don't. It's very hard to learn to become a good promo. I haven't seen many guys do it. The one guy that was a terrible promo and then became a great promo and he showed me it can be done was Eddie Guerrero. Right. Um, I once <clears throat> I did a soap opera once in Mexico and I was with a lot of great actors. And I remember this one great actor, he had given me this tip where he was telling me, so you don't, so when you do your promos, you don't sound like you're trying to memorize your lines, like, hey, uh, come over here, you know, uh, how to throw emotions in it. He said, uh, learn to multitask. So while you're wearing a tie, practice your talking skill, use a mirror and film yourself and work on every detail, like your facials, your eyes, your mannerisms, learn like a one minute promo and perfect it. Now do the same promo while you're doing your tie and Throw in different emotions, happy, mad, sad, glad, and that will help you uh, sharpen up your, your, your talking ability. And so learn to multitask while you're doing your promo so you don't sound like you're just trying to remember your lines. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense, Disco? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the best person to ask about promos after that scintillating promo he did last week would be Joe. One take Feeney, they call me. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, next is from EVD Connection Boulevard Connection at Gmail Subject is uh, K100 Questions Salutations gentlemen This is Ipkiss from Southgate, California I was wondering if you fellows think the Rusev angle was done because he had contract to go to conversations with AW Also, Conan, what happened to the AAA event that was, was supposed to be held at the Forum in LA this weekend? Lastly, if we contacted you, Conan, to be manager of Kane, would you be interested? If WWE contacted you to be manager for Kane, would you be interested? Thanks, fellas. Okay, the first one is uh, so so Rusev was having contract negotiations. They that that could that's be a reason why he's got heat while they're doing that angle. I don't I don't I know anything heard, about that. I so. never heard that. Did you hear that? I didn't. Did you hear Joe? No, I never heard that. But uh, I've been well. Okay, so that's we're not going to comment on speculation. Though. All right, uh, what happened to the AAA event that was supposed to be the LA Forum this weekend? I didn't ask, and I wasn't told because what difference would it make because I was just told it was postponed, and I was amped because when we did the press conference in in Mexico, the press was super rowdy, and I knew it was going to be lit because we have a record of drawing in L.A., and it has the largest concentration of Mexicans anywhere in the United States, and I had a really good card, 
I was just, I'm just waiting for the new day, bro. I was super bummed. So I have no idea why it was canceled this time because tickets were doing better than they were in New York, obviously. I don't know. Um, um, I would love to do something with Kane. Oh, wait, to- time, time out. I get a reason why it might have been canceled. Does it cancel because Kane signed with WWE? No. You sure? Yes, it was canceled before then. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, all right, so the uh, next one's Spider D, and the subject is best moves. Uh, good day from Australia. I've always admired Bob Holly's dropkicks, Ben West chops, and I know the superior one is one of the best punchers in the game. Are there any guys that you worked with back in the day that you consider masters of a particular move or strike? Get your disco candles, boom. From Dion Spider D. Schuler, a.k.a. Vita Loca, professional wrestler, Carnes, Carnes, Australia. Well, that's an old school verbal gem. Get your disco candles. Remember when we used to do the yeah. Amazon commercials? He put, he put a trademark yeah. on it, too, by the way. TM. Get what your disco candles tra- trademarked. That's tremendous. Um, uh, so do I consider masters of a particular move? Uh, I thought Jerry uh, Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk I thought were two of the best punchers. Um, I liked uh, there was a guy called um, the hell is this guy? He was an Englishman that had an incredible drop kick. Tony Charles, I think, was his name. Yeah, Tony Charles. Yeah, had a great drop kick. Okay, so when I was growing up, that drop kick stood out. Okay, um, particular skill. Nah, that's about me. Everybody, you know, I grew up with everybody. I, I don't know. What about Lance Storm's dropkick? It's a good one. How about you, Conan? I don't think there's any particular skill. I did love the punching back in our day, like in Florida, yeah. Jack Briscoe. Right. You know, I thought Ed Graham, <clears throat> all those guys in Florida, because they were like, you know, they, they always ended up in, in some sort of bunkhouse match or lights out match or Texas death match. And so they were, you know, there's a lot of blood and good punching, something that you know, I just really think that if you brought that back to wrestling today, it would make the matches way, way, way more exciting. Um, but I wasn't more, I was more into people that, you know, did creative things. Like I was a big fan of when Sabu first came out and his creativity, everything Ray and Psychosis was doing. When I first saw Two Cold Scorpio, I thought for his, his weight, his height, he was doing incredible shit. Booker T was doing incredible shit. Um, uh, you know, I've always been more like not a particular move, but just the way certain guys, you know, were creative or, or original. You know what I'm saying? Um, the next one is from uh, Joe Troller, your boy. All right. <clears throat> Let's cause him right off the bat. The subject is Cody Hall. What's up, boys? I want to ask about Cody Hall. For those who don't know, Cody Hall is the son of Scott Hall. He's worked for years in Japan. But it seems like his career is failing pretty badly, or falling pretty badly, and even to the point that on his Twitter last week he was publicly saying that his available he's available to work anywhere he gets offered. So my question is, why do you think that no American companies have ever tried to sign him? Does he have a bad bet rep backstage? Uh, I always thought that Triple H was signing in seconds because of his friendship with Hall. So what's the news on Cody Hall? P.S. Feeney, I like the new Daily Show version of the podcast and stop booking Frankie Kazarian on the show. Wow, that's interesting. Stop booking Frankie Kazarian. Why is well, that, oh, that's it's Joe Troller. That's Juicy Joe Frankie Troller. feels terrific. Um, that Joe Troller guys, a pretty good question. Joe. Why? Why is Cody Hall not? He looks like a million bucks. He's Scott Hall, so why is he not getting signed anywhere? Well, I met him when he was a kid. Um, I heard from guys in Japan that worked with him that he was difficult to work with. Okay, uh, I don't. He doesn't seem like he's really done much. You very, you very rarely hear about him. And you, like you said, he's got a great look. Great size, great pedigree. So I don't know. Might be his attitude. Maybe word got around that he's difficult to work with. I don't want to talk on something I don't know for a fact, but I was told that. 
Um, and to Joe Troller, we will stop reading your letters before we stop booking Juicy Frankie. You might be the second guy with Kaino Pahano or whatever his name is. Yeah, because Frankie's one of the coolest guys in the business. Boom. Have you yeah. ever... This is for the, for the Frankie Kazarian thing. Yeah. Have you ever considered bringing him to Mexico or had anyone recommend Cody to you? Just out of curiosity. No, because Mexico, you have to know Lucha Libre, and I doubt he knows it. Uh, the next one's from Ryan Bendick. <laughs> Subject is La Parca. Hey, guys, any good La Parca stories? Always love the bigger Lucha, Lib- Lucha chairman. Thanks. <laughs> I, I know that <laughs> Scott <laughs> used to love with... Parker would order a fried chicken salad. He goes, what's the use of ordering a salad if, if, if with, with, with fried chicken? But um, this is kind of a story of us together. Uh, this was what, there's a place called Nogales, which is a border town. It's by Arizona. And some kid had smacked Ray Mysterio in the back. And Ray Mysterio, not violent at all, turned around and he slapped the kid. So when we got, so as we're going up, there were these stairs that went up to the dressing room. So I went up, the, I was first and somebody screams, hey, Ray is in a fight. So I come running downstairs and Ray is being attacked by the, by the kid's uncles. There was like two guys attacking him and Parker started the fight with one of the uncles and then the crowd jumped in. So I came flying down and I started fucking punching people and I grabbed the chair and I started hitting people. Fucking a riot broke out and we had to fucking go upstairs and the people wouldn't let us down. So they called the cops. The cops came in, they went up the stairs and they were like, you know, Parker had his mask off and he goes, okay, where's La Parka? He goes, and nobody would say anything. Okay, well, if nobody tells us who La Parka is, you're all going to jail. So LaParka said, yeah, it's me. And he put on his mask. He goes, okay, listen, the people are really pissed off. We're going to take you outside, okay? We're going to bring you to the police station, and then we're going to let you go, okay? And I was like, all right, but I do not handcuff me. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to handcuff you. So we get outside, and the people were fucking mad. How come they're not handcuffed? And they tried to handcuff me. And when they tried to handcuff me, I just kept walking and I said, no way anybody in this motherfucker is going to handcuff me. And uh, so they fucking um, uh, took out their guns, bro. This is how crazy I was back then. They took out their guns and I kept walking. I was like, what are you going to do? Shoot me in public? And I kept walking. So they put this line around me and they were like, all right. And I said, the first motherfucker that touches me, I'm going to fuck him up. So they maced me. All right. And they put me in this chokehold. And I was thinking to myself, if I flip this guy over, they're probably all going to get on me. So they brought me into the car and they brought me to jail and they had me and Parker there. All of a sudden, all these guys started showing up with fucking and this is a shoot with a neck brace with slings. And they were like, yeah, Conan and Parker. Fu-. And I'm like, bro, there's no way we fucked all these guys up and not to that fucking extent. And the people were there, bro. And what the cops did is they just waited for the and some wrestlers came up, came to the jail cell to make sure that they didn't do anything bad to us. And um, uh, finally, the people, the cops said, don't worry, they're going to stay in jail the whole night. And people started to leave. We actually went out that night with the guys that arrested us, okay, Mm -hmm. to some fucking strip bar. And when I get back to my hotel, as I'm getting to my hotel, Ray's leaving his room, which was right by mine, 
with a whole bunch of people and he had been partying within his hotel room. And I was so mad because this whole thing happened because of him. And he didn't even go to the fucking jail place to see if there was anything wrong with me. Uh, but anyways, that's my La Parca story. <laughs> is uh, the disco freeze? Yes. How crazy is that, Joe? It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Not to mention, bro, not to mention that they had TV cameras there that was filming this live. It was fucking a, a, a major incident. Yeah, pepper spray and mace is no, uh, it's no picnic. Yeah, I, I know they were thinking, fuck this. <laughs> first guy that gets near this guy is probably going to fuck, fuck me up. I'm not going to be the first guy. Let's mace this motherfucker. Uh, that's it for the uh, Enjoy the rest of the show. Boom. What up? This is the best kept secret in professional wrestling today and the cure for all disco fever. Boom, I yay, Adrian Thomas. And you're listening to the baddest podcast in the land, keeping it 100 with the grandmaster himself, Conan, the so-so okay producer, Jojo Feeney, and uh, that one guy that used to be Alex Wright's tag team partner. What they call them? The dancing dumbasses? No, no, it was the gyrating jackasses. Yeah, yeah, that disco dude. This is the Hellraiser. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even Blackheart, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with the Smiz Cliz OG himself, Conan, and the soon-to-be recipient of a Shibata headbutt, Disco Inferno.
Matt, what, is- what do you think of uh, Seth Rollins uh, and his tweets lately? How badly do you think that that's hurting him as far as crowd response? Wait, didn't he leave Twitter? No, he came back. <laughs> but he did. He quit. <laughs> he didn't quit so there, for how long? So there's, there's new tweets now? Yeah. Like, give oh, me a, a great couple one, examples because I don't read him. I don't follow him. All right. I'm going to get to this latest He one. put up a very, like, self-serving, like, look at me. I'm a warrior in spite of you all hating me type of tweet. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, here, Bro, here that's, that's the wrong thing to do because when you get a troll – that sees that you're bothered and you're you're uh, so self into your you know you're so into yourself that means you're very fragile and so they'll attack you you know what I'm saying so the tw- and you're you're just you're just asking for it the tweet uh, and this is in response of course to the the crowd reaction at Hell in the Cell to survive and prevail which I guess is a catchphrase of him that I, I didn't know survive and prevail is bigger than just what happens between the ropes question everything even yourself and fight your heart out every step of the way hashtag seth rollins is not cool which was a sign that someone was holding up so he's he was so affected by the sign that it, it's part of his tweet now you know seth well, rollins he's is not, not cool, cool. He, that's what i i, I responded I mean, like, he's well, he's a, not. That, that's a, a lot of these guys like a lot of these guys that can't handle the criticisms like you know a lot of these criticisms are very fair you know i mean what what, what let, let me honestly would, would you, who who's gonna wear a seth rollins shirt like, like, I mean, would you, like, on on your list of wrestling shirts that you want to buy, Seth Rollins being built. Have one you of, seen this? Punch is one of their top guys. Are you going to buy a Seth a Seth freaking Rollins shirt? Have you seen that shirt, Seth freaking Rollins? <laughs> I mean, that must have taken a lot of time to come up with that one. But you know, and bro, I have the same problem because in AAA, the promotion I work for, and I've seen it in the United States too. All these guys. Before their match, they're on social media. They're tweeting shit. I'm about to go into the ring. It's about to get lit. Then they come right back and they're on their phone again to see what people said. And they're showing everybody and they're retweeting and they're getting mad if they get buried. It's like they live and die by what all these other people are saying. They need their validation. And you have no idea, man, how many guys in my promotion come up to me with the stupidest shit that they read on Twitter. And I got to, you know, fucking talk them off the ledge. I'm like, really? You're going to let that fu-? – and, it, bro, it's like a real thing. You know what I'm saying? There, a lot of people are affected by what is said about them on Twitter. Coming completely from a fan's perspective, you yeah. know, I think of something about – that Dutch Mantel used to say, and I think about Disco Inferno is one of uh, – somebody we all remember from the high point of wrestling. Conan, you're one of the biggest draws in the history of wrestling. In the history of Mexico or the history of wrestling, people might not know that, and they should know that. But the fact of the matter is, does this make you money? Do these tweets make you money? Isn't that the wrestling thing? Because with Seth Rollins, even if you look at Becky and Rhonda, their thing back and forth, did pe- more people get drawn in because of the social media? MJF is a guy, he get he has long lines, he gets big merch, all because of social media. All Elite Wrestling, those Bucks and Cody own social media and were able to use it to create an entire organization. But Seth Rollins are the guys you're talking about. To me as a fan, it seems like they're forgetting the basic tenet of wrestling. Does this draw money? About a, maybe I don't I don't know it depends on how how your network like you know I mean so, social media is supposed to be social networking it means supposed to, you know you you tweet something somebody retweets it somebody follows them retweets and then you know it's supposed to work like that but it's like you know. All I, know, I, like, all I gotta say is I've seen a lot of his tweets and they're not good looks and they don't help him at all and, it, and he doesn't come off well so I don't think he either knows how to use it or what's going on because I think he does himself a big disservice with ha- I don't follow him but I've read shit that's you know 
been brought up on the show. And I just think to myself, brother, you don't even know how to work Twitter right. You know, you're actually getting people mad at you with some of the shit you're saying. That's the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that the, the hardcore fans always shit on Roman, and I was kind of one of them. And uh, people that thought that was kind of you were. Yeah, why, why, and let me, as, as you know, I've never understood that. And then you know what? And I think that to me, the shitting on Roman thing was a is a black mark on yeah, the dirt cheap guys. Okay, because the dirt cheap guys fostered that you know that 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 environment of like you know Roman and bro. If you go to the genesis of Roman of the the heat with Roman Reigns, it literally had nothing to do with Roman Reigns. No. Nothing to do with anything that they, they, he anything of his fault. The fans in Philadelphia wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns won, and it could have been it. Bro, the, the, the fact that Roman Reigns won is why he got the heat. Whoever won that match would have been the guy that got shit on. And because like wrestling fans kind of like to, you know, and because there's a, a negative energy, wrestling fans do have trolls that go to the show. Because, bro, a pocket of 20 fans can can drive the narrative of the, of the crowd reactions the whole night. All they got to do is start some chants and stuff, well, and then everybody just joins in, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so the pockets of trolls kind of, like, you know, fed into that Roman Reigns stuff. And the thing is, like, it's like, like this. WWE is pushing Roman Reigns very hard, okay? His personality, obviously, just d- didn't really resonate. But the thing that bothered me about him was is that the guy would always kill it like on table when he was in the and it's like he always had a good match when he was bothered. He never he you know great match absolutely he nailed it something and the and to me I call it like what would like in politics to me it's like the fake wrestling media you know the media would just just ignore that to continue to say oh he's not the guy it's like it's like come on guys you, you know you're you're really going after this guy as a professional and the guy is an, a consummate professional. And he's getting all this heat from you guys and not the guy. It's like, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm sorry. If you have an organist, if you have a professional wrestling company and you are, it's, 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 you're spending your money and you want to draw money, you want to make money. And you get, you have a, a team of market, a marketing team. You, you, you look at metrics, you look at stuff and all that. It's like, I'm sorry. Just from the basic math, marketing and making money. If you have Daniel Bryan and you have Roman Reigns, just on the aesthetics, which is a guy you want to push to try to make make the money, okay? And from a from a from a you know a, a booking standpoint, an ownership standpoint, Roman Reigns should be your guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the, the wrestling fans because it's like that they're I don't I don't know what they want to do. It's like they kind of like want to troll the company by 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 making them cheer for the people that you. Yo, yeah. the company knows isn't really going to make as much as the other guy. Matt, what, to, like, you know, be, before you answer, let me just throw this because it would be disingenuous to say this. Disco's not a fan that pays to go and watch a wrestling match, and he doesn't even follow the product as much as a normal fan does. So when a normal fan is there year after year after year, and they want Daniel Bryan, and the company keeps burying him because they don't like that he's a vegan, because they don't, uh, the, they don't like the way he dresses, because he isn't cool, and they're burying him, and they didn't, and they buried CM Punk, and you gotta listen to the fans too. And that was their problem. The fans turned around, and they buried WWE. That's what happened at Hell in the Cell 2. But go ahead, Matt. That's my well, opinion. With the Roman thing, I think it it takes me back to Rocky Maivea. You know, it takes me back to when the fans reject someone. It wasn't so much the fans rejected. And this happened before the Royal Rumble in Philly. It wasn't that the fans rejected it. It's that the company just ignored it. 
Yeah. And the and the more that the company ignored it, the more the company ignored Daniel Bryan, the matter the fans got. It was a rebellion against the company more than anything else. And I think as a company, like I said, wrestling so different than anything else. When Hogan started fading, man, they turned him heel and they drew so much money with the NWO. With with Roman, if you were to go back in time when all the dirt sheet guys, as you say, were bearing him and saying he's no good, if they would have turned him and had him be in the role maybe that fit him a little bit better, I, I would dare say they would have made a lot more money with Roman Reigns over the last course, few years. Of course it is, because here's, here's the here, – the only reference point you have for top guys turning heel is like you have the Hogan thing and it led to like the biggest success in the history of professional wrestling. And Rock. I was there. You got to understand. I was there. Okay. Uh, in 19- he ain't the only guy when Randy Savage turned, when a lot of people. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Too, you yeah. understand. Okay. There was a period of time, and I'd like to ask Bischoff this, right? <clears throat> when, when we were at WCW and Penzer would be in the ring before the show, we'd be there at a Nitro, right? Penzer, Penzer would say, tonight you're going to see, you know, Randy Savage. Yay! Tonight you're going to see, you know, well, hey, tonight you're going to see Hulk Hogan's here. Boom, bro, boot out of the building. And he was yeah. a babyface, right? And it was kind of embarrassing. Like, you'd be around him and you'd see, like, you know, he, he'd be standing there like, like oh, bro, they don't like me here. You know, like this, but, but it's like, you know, he's being pushed a babyface. WCW didn't really let that go on for long. It's like, hey, we need to turn you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and they did turn like, and that's the thing that, like, I think he, he kind of fought it too. It wasn't like he went right, along. Right, right, right. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is this, okay? And I'm just surprised that, like, uh, that Vince McMahon is this stubborn, okay? Vince saw what happened in the Attitude Era, and if you look at the Attitude Era television, okay, very character driven, and a guy, you know, baby faces and heels. But if the fans kind of started disliking one of the baby fa- baby faces. You'd start booking heat on the guy to turn him heel fast because that's you want the crowd reactions correctly, right? The WWE like ignores that. And then, like you're saying, bro, you're, you're not doing good numbers. <clears throat> and like I think one of the this, this is an opinion I have, and I don't, I don't know if any, a lot of people share this, but I think this this is that affects it. When wrestling fans turn on the show, okay, the wrestling fans that have maybe what, but let's so let's point at me as as your, a, a, a wrestling fan. I'm 51 years old, which means I'm right there at the meeting age right now of the, of the, the wrestling audience of the of the WWE viewer, okay? Because we know that the numbers say that the half the audience is above 52 and half the audience is below 52. So I'm right there. I'm not watching the show because the show is not getting me, all right? They're not doing stuff to get me to watch on a regular basis, right? So you need to get my dollar because, like, I used to watch when it was good. And I'm telling you the things I like. When I watch the show, like like I'm sure there's a lot of other casual fans like me that engage in the pro the product, you know, everyone they'll turn it back on, and you turn it on, and you're watching the crowd reactions, and like you're confused. You're like, oh, what, what, why are they booing this guy? Why, why are they cheering that? And it's like, you know, it's a very difficult product for the fans to re-engage in right now, because the WWE is not like, you know, it's not that hard to do. If a guy is getting booed, just turn him heel. That way, it's like a TV. If people are watching, they're seeing the bad guy and they're booing the bad guy. As opposed to like they got the good guy and they're booing him out of the building. Like you go, and so, so fans are confused, and it's like very difficult for them to engage. Do you guys? Do you guys agree with that? That 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 might be a problem with wrestling today. How it's difficult to get the the outside fans watching the product again. I think that uh, Matt. I think that we're talking about a guy that was a creative genius and still in the attitude era when he was in his fifties, he was still on point. It's very hard when you're 70 years old. How old is he? 73 or some shit like that. 
Yeah. You're oh. a 73-year-old billionaire with your own fucking jet, okay? He probably lives in some fucking mansion, right? So he's lost touch with what got him there. And so he's not going, probably if you told him today, hey, do you know who Bad Bunny is? I'm, I guarantee he doesn't know who the fuck he is. Do you know who J Balvin, Ariana Grande is? No, he probably doesn't know anything that's pop culture relevant or cool anymore. So he's stubborn and he thinks that, okay, I built this empire, so it's my way or the highway, not knowing that the business is passing by. I remember one time they told me one of the smartest guys in the business was Jerry Jarrett. And I sat down with him and I talked to him for one fucking hour. And I came away thinking one thing. Bro, the business has passed this guy by because he was talking to me about John Wayne and all this other bullshit from the 50s. And I was like, motherfucker, we're in 2000. And you know what I'm saying? The business I, can't pass you by. Wait one second. Uh, the business can't pass you by. And I think it's passed Vince by. And that's one of the biggest problems. But what do you think, Matt? Well, I think that this segue is great to AEW because it's the discussion I had with Disco before about AEW and why I think – it, what I've seen of them behind scenes and in front. Okay, just and, so I know, do you work for AEW? Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. But you were, but the, you I, were I've been you, behind the scenes of StarCast for All In, and right, I got right. to see these guys. I got to right. see how they worked, and I got to see their focus. And, and also, I saw the fans, and I saw my son's reaction. My son's 17. And, you know, the business changes, any business changes, and Disco not seeing these guys are cool is in a way what makes them cool. Like Orange Cassidy's not for me, you know, uh, the Young Bucks are not for me, but I can see that this is a different kind of wrestling that appeals to a new kind of fan. And I'm not so concerned with bringing in the casuals. I'm more, I think it's more about them bringing in new fans. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And well, I that, think. Wait, wait a second. I, I'm disag- I, I can't disagree with you more. How are they? Bro, wrestling is not bringing in new fans. And we have a we have a fifteen year model of, of 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 them not bringing in new fans. The the median age is going up every year, which means less new fans are coming in, and all the fans are the ones that are still and they're just getting older. Did well, you see where, the demos? Where's, where's did you see the, the demos fans? for the? Did you see the demos for the AEW show? I did. That's what I was just gonna say. So I'm not saying the fans are increasing. I'm saying I've seen indicators that it's going to happen with this particular group. Like uh, the, young, the younger this, fans. This is, where, this is where the people in the wrestling bubble are misinterpreting everything. The, the wrestling audience is, is literally in the it's, – it's a, it's a closed group, okay? The, the, you're in a room. The, all the doors are locked, okay? You're giving product to all these people. All right. Some of them are like some of them are going to watch all of it. Some of them are going to watch, but bro, that that's the that's the but the market that you're drawing off of. Wrestling is not doing anything right now to grow 
outside that to get people outside that room. And, I, and I'm just seeing it. I, bro, look at, I mean, everybody's like, okay, this is how, this is how few people watch wrestling today. Okay. On Wednesday night, the wrestling war started. 2.3 million people were watching the shows. Okay. That's a, that's a very, very low number for two shows. That's not a lot of people. Okay. And to put things into context, 2 million people watching Impact back in 2011. Yeah. On, on, during a period of time, I was like, oh, this, this company's nothing, so everything, all that. Yeah. So, like, let's, let's fast forward to years. My thing is, is that these guys, they, like, the way we're, we're selling the wrestling business, okay, and th- this, this to me is, is the biggest problem, is selling this as art, selling this as a work, selling this as uh, performance art. You know, these guys are great performers, something You know, if the guys don't look the part and that's what you're selling, I don't care what they do. It's like I don't care what their their, their match. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't care. It's like you need to sell larger than life characters because a lot of people, bro. Let me tell you something. There's not not everybody cares about the matches. There's a large percentage of wrestling fans that like, you know, they'll engage in a match, but they just want to see who wins. They want to see what happens. They want to see the guys talk about it. you know wrestling right now. Is not really giving a lot of that to people? The whole thing is focused on oh these guys are great, but watch their matches. These matches. This match. I'm like, guys, like I said it before, and this, you can't argue with me. A five-star match is never drawn a dime. All the matches are all the dimes are drawn before the match starts. And you don't have a lot of guys out there. The process that it takes to draw the dimes, I don't see a lot of guys doing that and have a, a really skilled at it. There's not a lot of good talkers, and there's not a lot of guys that, that really have good facials and, and acting ability out there, and a lot of guys don't really sell that well. And like those are things in the in the big picture professional wrestling that tell your stories to large mass audiences. And I think that the collectively the wrestling business, a few there's a few guys that stand out, but there's not enough of guys to do that right now. With to me, AEW is the outlier on that, and I know it's something you don't get. Like I get why, you don't why? get it because why it because they are not larger than life. Because the wrestling business and society has changed kids today. Right. Kids today don't want bullshit. They see through it. We're talking about kids who have had access to pornography their entire lives. Like this is a whole different set than we're used to. These kids see through adults that act a certain way. They want people that are accessible. They want people who are self-aware. They want people like them. You have people like Cody and the Bucks and Omega who embrace nerd culture, embrace who they are. Darby Allen embraces the skateboard culture. They're not pretending to be anything different. They're not pretending to be um, bigger than life. Like a Hulk Hogan right now wouldn't appeal to these kids. And you're right about the bubble. But to me, Russo had it wrong. Russo was always like, we want to catch the people while they're flipping channels. For me, it's always people told their friends. Dude, wrestling's kind of cool. There's this guy, Steve Austin, on TV now, and he's cool. There's this group called the NWO, and they're fucking running roughshod. You know, you should check this shit out. And I I, I'm, I can almost bet money that's what's going to happen with this AEW because they have tapped into something that's not for me. I'm 47. It's not for you. Even as a wrestling observer who knows who has all this history, it's for the culture that exists right now. And that's what I saw. As soon as I saw it, I was like, boom, these kids got it. And Bro, Matt, kids... Yeah. I mean, the Bucks and them. So, Matt, let me tell you this. Uh, I think a couple things. We've got to also be aware of the fact that everything's more fractionalized. We don't have, you know, there's so many more TV shows, so many channels. You don't have as many people watching. And we see that across the board, even in football, basketball, wrestling, everything. So there's one thing. Another thing, uh, there's a whole bunch of new, new fans 
that are under 25 years old that have no clue what the fuck the attitude area was was so they have no point of reference they just know what they're seeing now okay number three i have been in a room with cody with the young bucks with omega i've spoken to them they've wrestled with me in triple a the passion the love that they have for this is incredible they get it i love i'm a big fan of the young bucks because i think they're super creative and super entertaining and they go out there and they kill it i remember i brought them for a match where they did a run-in on the lucha brothers okay so i had this feud with the lucha brothers where you know i had basically uh discovered them right and so they turned their back on me and i was mad at them and so i had the young bucks do an impromptu five minute match with them okay bro they did so many cool shit in those five minutes because they wanted the fans to be happy there's so many wrestlers that just some sometimes go through the motions they don't want to but they always give you that extra you know so and even just talking to them they get it they're you know they're they're like you said. There's a new fan base. They're catering to them. There's a fan base that WWE. Wait one second. There's a fan base that WWE alienated, and and kind of by mistake made this new fan base, which has gone to AEW. And you know, I think they're going to do well. Don't forget to check out Total Engagement with Matt Coon. Comes out seven days a week via MLW Radio, and you can catch our full interview with Matt. Uh, it was almost an hour and 20 minutes long, I believe, on the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me. So once again this week, Keeping It 100 with Conan is brought to you by the uncomplicated skincare system for men, Tej Hanley. And uh, if you want to support the show and uh, check out Tej Hanley's products, we, we can get you 10% off at Tej.com slash Conan October. But more importantly, I know that, uh, Disco, you just got your replenishment box for Tej Hanley, and you've been using it for a couple of months now. Yes, I have. I, I use it. It's great because you get the, uh, like, I, I use a face wash, okay? Probably every third day, I'll use the scrub. There's a lotion you can put on in the morning, club a.m., and a lotion you put on in the evening before you go to bed, club p.m. And it's just, I mean, you can look at my skin, no blemishes, uh, not a lot of wrinkles, I'm fifty gonna be fifty two coming up pretty soon and um I would suggest that you know I'm not I'm not saying that Tiege Hanley is like guaranteed. I'm just saying that I use it and you can look at my face and see that like I, I have good skin and it works for me. So you'd be foolish not to try it. But like if, could you tell us a like a little more about it, Joe? What what they would expect when they get the package in the mail? Yeah, it comes with uh, it's a 30-day supply. It comes with a detailed instruction card, so it's going to tell you what to use and when. You get, uh, as D.I. said, a face wash, a scrub for every few days, AM and PM lotions, as well as an eye cream, and the Super Serum, which is their top-secret formula to give you that little extra uh, you know, shine on your face, make you look younger. And uh, with the... Uh, there's also uh, an acne system, so if you're having a little trouble with oily skin and breakouts, you can step up to their. And let's be acne honest, a lot of well. you wrestling fans have acne. <laughs> okay, let's just face the facts. Okay, if you're if you're a fan of professional wrestling, more you probably have not concentrated on grooming yourself growing up. All right, but this is very important things that you need to learn how to do. Grooming your face and then using these lotions is very important. Continue, Joe. Well, Conan, I know you have said before when we discussed Teach Hanley that you're a big fan of using the eye cream. Is that right? 1,000%, bro, because like I said, I'm a voracious reader, tremendous word, boom, and I'm always on the computer, and uh, I'll stay up late at night working, and my eyes get tired, and then I'll put uh, the uh, eye cream, and um, it just uh, wakes me up, wakes up my eyes. You know, they're not, they're not tired, they're not dry. 
they don't feel lazy. Uh, the face cream is tremendous. When I shave and I use that face cream, it freshens up my face. Obviously, it also cleans it. And um, it's a great product that I use every single day. And the eye cream can also help if you're starting to get the, you know, the eye wrinkles there. Also, if you have some trouble sleeping, you're starting to get the bags under your eyes. It's good for that as well. It'll keep you looking young. Keep, keep around your eyes looking young. Keep you looking refreshed. And uh, I've actually gotten several emails from listeners that have tried Teach Hanley and uh, nothing but positive results, positive responses. So if you want to support the show, check out Teach Hanley's products. Stay looking young. Stay looking fresh. Go to teach.com, T-I-E-G-E.com slash Conan October for our special October code. And you'll get 10% off. Conan October. K-O-N-A-N-O-C-T-O-B-E-R. I had to read that to get it right. And uh, you get 10% off your monthly skincare boxes. I said 30-day supply. Comes with an instruction card. Comes right to your door. And absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth checking out. Uh, don't forget to get your Tiege products. Uh, don't be a grub. Use that face scrub. Boom.
Let me ask you a question about Kobe. So Dana, you know, obviously he, he knows how to manipulate the press and he's a good promo himself and he knows how to bury people when he wants to. You know, he kept going out there. Please tell me your point of view. I think I know what it is, but... You know, he's going out there and he was burying Kobe for a long time. Yeah, we offered the fight to Kobe three different times. He didn't want to take it. If he doesn't want to fight, say you don't want to fight. Like, uh, why is he, you know, why is he burying somebody he should be promoting? Was he trying to force him into a bad deal? What what was going on there? I, I love Dana. I respect Dana. I've known him a long time. I love what they do. But sometimes he's wrong and he's just, he's just dead wrong on that one. Col- Kobe fought for the belt. He won the title. He was he was willing to do that fight down in Brazil, despite the death threats and everything that he had down there. Uh, they ended up moving. The UFC ended up moving to Chicago on their own accord, not that long before the show was going to happen. Instead of putting it down in Brazil, he won the title. He was scheduled to go in for surgery not that long thereafter. He had a, a sinus issue that he had to get fixed. He was only getting about fifty percent of his oxygen in, into his lungs through some blockage. And I mean, Colby's cardio is one of his biggest weapons. And the surgery was scheduled for like. Five days later, and they call up and they say, hey, we need him to fight on short notice. I think it was like seven weeks on this pay-per-view. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to get surgery. I, I just won the belt. And they said, if he doesn't if he doesn't take the fight, we're going to strip him of the title. So that's kind of fucking ridiculous. Let me ask but, you a question. When I hear stories like this, and uh, and, and we mean Conan know because we, we speak about things like this. And, you know, Conan works for AAA. So he's like a top dog there, but he's not the owner. There's people above him and stuff. Do you think that there's that Colby maybe is rubbing some people the wrong way besides Dana White that we don't hear them stuff or anything like you know because it just seems like Colby his his marketability right now seems like common sense. The guy should be like you know getting whatever fights he wants and stuff because he's like he's like literally he's an A list guy in, in MMA right now. But is I don't he, is I don't he, think Dana I don't think Dana dislikes Colby. Um, I'm not I, talking about data. Do you think maybe there's there's maybe <clears throat> maybe the owners don't like him? No, maybe they think I, he's I, bad press or something. I don't. I don't think the the guys above Dana, as far as like the IME Endeavor type guys, I don't think they really get that involved with it. Um, I think I think they like Colby. I think Colby's a, a marketable guy. Whether you like him or hate him, people are people are going to care. And I think they hope Colby wins the belt December fourteenth when he fights for it. I just think Colby was wrong place, wrong time because they were some every now and then. They have a card that falls apart, and if it's a pay-per-view or a big ESPN show or what have you, they get desperate at the last minute to find a headliner fight for that show. And if the guys that they want, they target for that fight don't work with them and take Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fight and help them out. Sometimes they get pretty pissed. Let me ask you a question. And they do stuff. I think that's just what happened to Colby in that fight. I, I read an article... 
and I don't know if the guy took it down or everything, but it was, it was on Twitter, and then I, I read this, and then I couldn't find it anymore, right? One of these guys uh, from ESPN or one of, one of these you know, big writers, MMA writers, was talking about how since, since UFC went to the ESPN deal, and because they're kind of like selling bundles, bundle memberships to, to like the pay, like you can buy like a year's worth of pay-per-views now and stuff, <clears throat> that the money that these fighters need isn't like like you really have to fight hard to, to, to get it because the, the, they don't have the money that they used to because the pay-per-views aren't, you know, the, the, it's a different pay-per-view model. And because like, you know, they, the, the, they spent what, $4 billion buying the company and something, and they kind of are looking to get their money back that they kind of sold a lot of the, like, you know, they, they, like they're selling the bundles. They get a whole year of, of, of pay-per-views for a certain price. And it's like a fighter wants to get his. It's like, well, hey, we don't have the money to give you. Are you uh, running into that? No, I'm not running into that. I mean, the UFC has always been tough negotiators. They, uh, you know, they, they're not going to pay any more than they have to. And I mean, hell, if, if, I could, if I could pay my employees less money and they'd still be beating down the door to come and work for me, I'd probably pay them less as well. But, I mean, the UFC, when they made that deal and they sold, I think there may have been some financial pressure at first on the company because that was a pretty big nut that they, that, they, that they had to finance and service the debt on. But, man, since those guys have taken over the entity and what they've done with it since the purchase, they're rolling in dough right now. They, they renegotiated their – TV contract and added like $150 million to the bottom line immediately. They made this pay-per-view deal with ESPN where I think they get paid on a certain number of pay-per-views regardless of how many they do. So I think, I think UFC is rolling in dough right now. Let me ask you a question. What, what's, what's, the, what's the culture like in American Top Team right now? Because like I always thought that like you, know, you, have, you have a team of fighters, but everybody's ultimately got the same goal. They want to be champions. And now you've got like a lot of guys the same weight divisions. You know, they're, they're getting up there, and they're going to have to – you know, eventually start fighting each other because you you guys got a great team there. It's like, what is it getting like? What, what how how is the like the drama unfolded for you because it's your team? How how do you manage all this now with all these guys now and they're they got to start fighting each other and it's like you know you know the wrestling model. You're not gonna you're not gonna draw any money if these guys like each other and they're shaking hands and stuff. You go draw money with animosity. How how has well, that been for you to to, to work through this? Well, we, we have a big gym. we got about 100 pro fighters there at any given time. And <clears throat> I think we do a pretty good job of letting the fighters know that the reason the gym is successful is, yeah, we got a nice gym. we got good coaching. We're very structured and organized. We've been doing it a long time, made a lot of mistakes. And, you know, we, we know what we're doing, learning from those mistakes. But the main thing we offer fighters is just such a big pool of training partners. So, you know, when you, when you get people every now and then say, man, we got a lot of guys in my division. Why are you bringing all these guys in my division? I'm like, well, if you're the only motherfucker in our division, you could train in your garage. You wouldn't need this 40,000 square foot gym with all these people around you. You, you need to get better. And the only way you're going to get better is fighting is training every day with people that are as good or better than you are and different looks. You got one main training partner. You might get better, but you're really just getting better at fighting that guy. You know, what happens when you go and you fight somebody who is, is a totally different styled fighter or, or, or bring, is, a, is a southpaw instead of a righty and a tall, lanky striker instead of a short, stocky wrestler, et cetera. So we let our guys know that the reason they're successful is because they're around a lot of guys. Now, you know, when you have that many guys, you're going you're gonna to have little clicks and you're going to have guys that, you know, gel with somebody else's personality better than others. But we do a pretty good job of, of making sure everybody knows there's, everybody's got the own, their own goal and you know, but but there's also some team goals there, and everybody helps each other. So we've we, we've done a pretty good job of that. Every now and then, you're going to have instances where people don't like each other, and we do our and we deal with it when it happens. We've had guys fight each other for titles, 
We've had guys fight each other. Last year, we had two guys fight for a million dollars in the final of the PFL tournament. Same gym. We've had two guys fight for UFC titles before. We've got a couple guys on a little bit of a collision course right now, and we just deal with it when the time comes. It's a big gym, a lot of different training partners, a lot of different coaches. I want I want to ask you. I'll tell you two guys that are going to be in a collision course in a minute. I want to ask you about them in a minute. But first, I want to ask you, is it me or did it seem that like UFC didn't like Tyrone Woodley? Yeah, that is not you. The UFC did not like Tyrone Woodley. Why? Um, T. Wood is is a strong dude. He's got his opinions and he's got the way he thinks that, that things should work. And sometimes if people tell him that you got to do this or you have to do this and he doesn't want to do this, he's going to say, sorry, dude, I'm not doing that. And, uh, like, well, you talk about like, like, say he's got to do a press. What do you think specifically it, got him heat with UFC? Because you could tell they didn't like him. And I always used to wonder if you don't like him, why do you have him as a commentator on your shows? Yeah, and, and, and I guess there's, you know, at the at the time there's the UFC side, there's the Fox side. If 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 UFC was, you know, that hot and bothered by somebody, I guess they could always go and you know try to get someone pulled. But but I don't think it reached that level. I just think it reached the level where they were somewhat irritated with T. Wood over some of the negotiations he had. But I mean, it got to the point where you know sometimes people just they don't get along, and then they start to you know see facts differently than they really are just because they don't necessarily like the person that that they're dealing with. I mean, at one point T. Wood fought like four times over a calendar year. And I remember talking to one of the matchmakers at UFC and they're saying he never wants to fight. I'm like, dude, he fought four times in a 12 month period. And like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, well, he, here's the, here's the fight finder right here. It's, it's four times. Yeah. It's math. We're not arguing anything that difficult here. It's, it's math. Oh, it was two different years. I mean, 12 months is 12 months. I mean, right. they, 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 he doesn't want to fight. I just think that there were just, you know what happens personality Dan? clashes. Right. And you know what happens then? And we see this everywhere in life. When you like somebody, they can do no wrong. When you don't like somebody, they can do no right. You know what I'm 100%. saying? You're 100% right. And I'm going to answer Disco's question. He wants to know, like, what two guys are having problems with each other. I almost feel, and uh, uh, please illuminate me on this, for a while we saw Gamebred and Colby putting each other over. They were good friends. They're in the same division. Now I, can, I, I see that they're not as friendly. I've seen... Masvidal take a couple shots at Colby. I think they know somewhere down the road they're going to meet each other. Uh, yeah, there's a. <laughs> it's kind of funny. A lot of people in the in 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 the MMA world thought it was a work. They know oh, they're running a pro wrestling angle. They're buddies. I saw them videos when they were growing up and getting together. And they were young fighters and they're buddies and pals. And now they're just faking this because they might have to fight. Nah, there's 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 some legitimate heat there between those two guys. I'll right. tell you what, I, I've seen it. I've seen my own two guys in professional wrestling. Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner were like, you know, connected to hip best friends of professional wrestling. And they and they lost their friendship over a fin. But who was going to go over when they wrestled each other? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of heat there, bro. In Australia, we, we did for, for the Australian promoter. We were doing a pay-per-view in Vegas for that WWA show. And, uh, and, they, and they did not. They were <laughs> They lost a friendship over who was going to go over. It was amazing. Wow. It's like, but here's here's the thing: I want to ask you. We see Colby, we see Masvidal. I see you got a lot. You got a lot of good. You got a lot of entertaining, great fighters. Meaning that you could put these guys in front of a mic, and they're very good at it. Who are some of the guys on America Top Team right now, like that are good shit talkers? Because you know, a lot of the shit talking is done in the gym. You know, who's a good shit talker we haven't seen yet? Um, if if, if you take Masvidal and you put him in a one on one situation, just talking shit. Or in a group chat with people, that, that guy will beat you down. I mean, he is he is really, really good. And it's funny because when he's doing press conferences and when he's doing interviews, 
it's really not his style. He's more of the, hey, I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm relaxed, I'm just going to kill you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a goon. But right. man, when you know, when he, you know which one I loved, and I know you saw this, I loved his interview that he did. He had a face-to-face with Till in England, okay? And he just said, look, no need to talk shit. This motherfucker's coming out to bust my ass, and I'm coming out to bust his ass, and I respect that. And that was a great fucking promo because there was no shit talking. And, and Till he, told them, and, and and I'm yeah, right. And Till told him, yeah, I'm coming out to knock your ass out. No questions asked. I don't need to bury you. That, and I love that, too. You know what I'm saying? It's actually funny because right. there was a press conference with, with Till and Masvidal, and the co-main event was Leon Edwards against, I think, Gunnar Nelson. And Leon Edwards started talking a bunch of shit to Till, even right. though he wasn't fighting Till. And they're right. going back and forth and back and forth this press conference, and Masvidal's just looking at his phone and finally looks up and interrupts him and says, hey, yo, anybody know the Wi-Fi code here? You know, it's like he just doesn't give a fuck. But boy, you put him in a room with his buddies and start talking shit, he'll tear well, you up. That's the thing. I, I I'm known to be I, I control people like like nobody else on Twitter. But I always say my best work is on the message board of my fantasy football league, where I just, where we just like you know it says like one of those deals where you just like just everybody talking shit to each other is like I'm, I'm definitely the, the champion of that. You know, that's why <laughs> like, that's why I wasn't responding to your 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 text about 15 minutes before the show went on. I was. Too busy going through my waiver wires. Are we real? <laughs> Bro, and I'll, I'll throw wait, wait. one more one more name at you as far as shit talkers, best shit talkers at the gym. Kayla Harrison, two-time Olympic gold medalist in judo. She's in the PFL right now, and she's a beast. And now it's time once again for the Disco Inferno song pick of the week. Don't belong 
No, I don't. I'm just a no-class beat-down fool, and I will always be that way. I might as well enjoy my life and watch the stars favorite segment of the show the mass republic minute what it do kevin oh how's it going what up uh so uh let's let's kick it off right now there's you have a crazy week coming up normally we talk about things that have, have passed but you've got a huge week coming up in mexico with first with the return of the lucha capital uh show every wednesday live on facebook through right. facebook watch and actually, this year, uh, you'll also be able to see it on the Lucha Central Facebook page. Um, but So you've got a lot of talent. This, this last year was a very unique tournament that a lot of uh, fans all over the world enjoyed because it wasn't your typical, quote, Lucha show. Maybe even Disco would like this. Uh, it's a lot more, or at least last year, it was a lot more one-on-one matches, uh, kind of straight wrestling, not a lot of outside interference, not a lot of... Uh, really storylines other than great wrestling, uh, the NXT maybe, if you would, of, uh, of, of AAA. Um, one of the big questions right now, though, because it hasn't been announced, and I don't know if it's because it's a secret or it's because it just hasn't been explained yet, is, is there a format for this year that you can tell us about yet, or is this a gotta-watch-and-find-out what the format of the tournaments are going to be? Well, you you know you just want to cater to your audience. So when we went to when we went to New York, which we knew was going to be like a family audience, not hardcore. We had a very very different type of show. Facebook, since it's a worldwide thing, it's also a very different type of show where we're not really running any angles or in rings or nothing like that. It's just straight wrestling. Uh, it's a trios tournament, and then uh, um, the the at the end um, the last three guys. Basically, you have teams of trios okay and then every person in each trio whoever has the most points at the end of the tournament is going to meet each other in the finals and so we'll have a women and men's trios obviously and uh it's like a seven week tournament or something like that got it uh so i know that this week uh it's been uh, it wasn't my idea just that's why i can't <laughs> explain it too good yeah uh so trios tournament that in the end will come on come down to the three people in the trio will compete for 
So, for example, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. Uh, let's say there's a trio, right? Let's say it's Flamita, Willie Mac, and Maximo. They're a trio, all right. Okay. All three of them are going to be uh, getting points every time they win. Obviously, none when you lose. Yep. If for some reason Flamita happens to get the most points and Willie Mac is number two. The two guys in the same trio are going to meet each other in the finals. So it just depends from each trio who has the most points. Again, this is not something I put together. I just put the well, talent, and I'm going to be <laughs> booking the matches. So, so we'll tune in on Wednesday night. We we do know that announced for this Wednesday, Rich Swan, uh, Erosta, Drago, Flamita, uh, Nino Hamburguesa, Big Mommy, Willie Mack, and a lot more. So, a really good crew of talent. Uh, Wednesday night on Facebook. Wednesday is a pretty packed night. Uh, I know that you guys do this in conjunction with the uh, Pinche Gringo barbecue chain in, in Mexico City. Uh, and it was, oh, what? It was Wednesday. Pinche Gringo. What is that? Uh, like fucking time. Gringo. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I and appreciate and that. Gringo, and it's a gringo that owns it, too. <laughs> Uh, I, it's, the name is quite hilarious, uh, but so because it's Facebook Watch, I think you people will be able to go back and watch it again uh, there on Facebook if they can't catch it live because they're watching AEW or NXT or whatever else they might be doing on a Wednesday night. But uh, at least for me out here on the uh, West Coast, because uh, I use Hulu Live for my television, it actually fits in very nicely uh, between AEW. And NXT, so that's good for, for West Coast people or people with DirecTV or, or whatever. So, uh, And then just a few days later on Saturday, you guys have one of your traditionally biggest events of the year, uh, Iro Immortales, number 13. And uh, that's the one that's going to have, uh, I guess it's kind of a double main event. You've got uh, Ray Phoenix defending the AAA Mega Campeonato title against Kenny Omega which should be a very interesting uh, matchup to kind of set that up at the, at the last uh, big show you guys had. Um, talk about that one for a minute, what that means for, you know, the, the, the AAA AEW relationship. How are, are these guys being seen now down in, in, uh, in AAA? Originally, you know, we all knew when the box came in that first time, people weren't clear on who they were. Now everyone knows who they are. And what's, the, uh, what's kind of the audience temperature right now as we head into uh, Phoenix and Omega? Oh, everybody's pumped up because they saw how great Omega was at Triple Mania, which was the most watched show of the year, you know, wrestling show. Um, it tripled the, the normal ratings. And Omega was probably the best worker on the whole show on a show full of great workers. So they can't wait to see Phoenix versus Omega. That's going to be a great match. And then obviously there's another championship match, which is Drago versus Daga. That's also going to be good. Um, and then we've got the mix. Uh, titles championship where obviously there's a um there's a big feud between big mommy and lady maravilla which is probably going to end up in a hair match so uh we got a lot of angles going on and then the main event I think for people who aren't really people that follow lucha libre the main event might be a little bit confusing but in the lucha world 
it's kind of, uh, I wouldn't say standard type of match, but it, it's a special match you see from time to time. It is uh, Relevos Incredibles, which basically means you're taking a face and a heel or a technical and a Rudo and combining them to make a unique tag team for the night. Uh, and it's got Psycho Clown teaming with Rey Scorpion, Dr. Wagner Jr. teaming with Averno, Penta teaming with Tejano Jr., and Pagano teaming with Chessman in this four-way tag team match. Um, and the special thing about this is that two of the matches, two of the <clears throat> tag teams, Pagano and Chessman and Psycho and Scorpion, are in the middle of rivalries that's probably going to end up in something. So those are, those are like, you know, those are already feuds that have been percolating for a while. Yeah, we see, you know, I mean, every now and then, you know, we see something like this in, in traditional pro wrestling on a, on a raw or something, but it, it really seems like the, this whole kind of idea of putting these bitter rivals together as a team is, is somewhat uniquely Lucha. It happens a lot more in, in Lucha. And it, it, is there kind of a, a history to that or something that's, yeah, well, it's a, it's like anything else. It's like, what would happen if you fucking, you know, if you were watching a movie and fucking, you know, Joker and Batman teamed up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's basically, it's just kind of the curiosity factor. I'm not a big fan of this match because there's only one way this can end up with them <laughs> fighting. You know, so I very rarely do this. As you notice, I don't think I've done this match in two years. So, but every now and then it's good to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be some stuff that's going to come out of it. Yeah. Now, we, uh, I promised people we would talk a little bit this week about it because we've talked about it in the past over the years. But... Uh, WWE uh, finally put up on the WWE Network uh, a lot of the matches from the Fiesta Lucha pilot that you and Eric Bischoff worked together to create back in the WCW days. Um, and just based on the, the Twitter talk and, and social media talk, a lot of people aren't familiar with that project, how it came to be and, and what happened to it. So I wanted to take a few minutes to kind of update the newer fans who are asking all these questions on social media. Uh, let's Talk a little bit about the background of the Fiesta Lucha project, how that came together, and, and what happened with it. Well, what happened was is that, as you know, I'm very vocal when I want something. <laughs> so I kept telling Eric, how is it possible that you have all these fucking luchadors and WWE beat us to the punch and they have the Super Astro show? We should have our own fucking show. So he, at, at the beginning, was like, well, uh, I want to buy Promo Azteca. And I go, okay, that's pretty cool. So he was going to actually buy Promo Azteca and then... He got replaced by uh, Bill Bush, I think was his name. Uh, and so Bill Bush came in there. Anyways, at the end of the thing, at the end of the day, when Bischoff finally came back, he basically said, you know what? You're on your own. And really the only guys that helped me with this was Jimmy Hart and this guy called Keith Mitchell, who's now in AEW as like very, the- Very talented guy, Keith. Yeah, Keith Mitchell. And they helped me with everything, bro. And we went out there and we had like a replica. If you watch the show, you know, like Southwestern mm -hmm. setting and we had dancers and I just got all the best. I got all the luchadors, all the guys that could work the lucha style, you know, whether it was Disco or Chris Jericho. Um, I got some guys from L.A. like Superboy, some guys from Mexico, you know, I think Super Astro, Felino, Kendo. Like I got... the some of the best talent you kept, you we had, and we went out there and we did it, and we were expecting for him to put it on Telemundo. I've never asked Eric about this, and I should, but 
what I heard, I think Keith Mitchell might have told me this, is that people were, you know, production was like, well, fuck, we got Thunder, we got Nitro, we got pay-per-views, we got Saturday, and now we got this thing. And they started to bitch about it. So he spent all this fucking money on this show that he never even showed. I never thought I'd ever see it. I've never even seen it. You know, and now WWE brought it out. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's an, it's an amazing look back at talent. Because, like you said, you know, obviously it's got the Rey Mysterio and the Juventudes and the Psychoses, who everybody knew and, and recognized as part of the WCW Lucha era. But then you had, like, people were losing their minds that Felino was in a match there. And some of the stuff that, like, that you and Parata Morgan did uh, in, in your matches and everything. And it was, it was, uh, it's really cool to see that stuff. So if you have WWE Network, and you haven't checked it out, it's under Fiesta Lucha. Uh, and if you don't have WWE Network, I'm sure in this day and age have you of YouTube. Seen all, have you seen all the matches? I haven't seen all of it. I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of it uh, over the past week, but I haven't had a chance to sit down and who, put who, it on the network. Who surprised you out of everybody that you saw there? Uh, well, I think it, it was less of the ring work that surprised me because I've seen all those guys kind of in their prime. But I had totally forgotten, like you said, that you used the guys from L.A., the Pilotos and the Superboys, uh, and that Felino had been in a, in a match in, in WCW. And I think, too, you know, we had seen it before. I had seen it before. But like you mentioned, the fact that they spent so much money to create this set that kind of looked like Bro, the Alamo. $400,000 was spent on that. Yeah. And it uh, – and I mean, it really – because, you know – Growing up, and I think I was I was basically I was in college when the kind of big Monday Night War was going on. But everybody always says, oh, yeah, I had to watch the beginning of Nitro because I had to watch the Lucha match. And you knew the Lucha match was going to be on and you knew that there was going to be maybe one, maybe two Lucha matches throughout the Nitro show that really kind of blew people's minds. But to see the entire card <laughs> laid out start to finish with these matches that for the most part were just, you know, insane Lucha and, you know. We kind of, I don't know, spoil. We're kind of spoiled these days, right? Uh, nowadays, everybody does all these moves and, and nothing's, you know, uh, quite as special. But when you see this this pilot episode and you see this match after match, you kind of are taken back to this time when this was not the norm. This was right. maybe a treat you got to see right. every now and then. You know, I, like, you, like you kind and of said. The people, and the people were, like, going nuts. And, and even, I think, even with WWE and Super Astro... I mean, yes, you had guys like Mr. Aguila who were going out there and they were doing, you know, mind-blowing dives and flips and this and that. But it's it, even their Super Astros roster was not. That no, they couldn't. That you they, had. they they couldn't they couldn't hold the candle to us. And I've said this a lot of times. And please, if I'm incorrect, correct me. One of the things that. Pena did wrong and Quinones did wrong because Quinones didn't know anything about Lucha Libre talent. He usually would call me and ask me and I'd say, well, get this guy and get that guy. But, you know, he was more into like hardcore matches like, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, yeah. Puerto Rican style. But like when Pena went to uh, remember when they did that big show in San Antonio in the Alamo with WWE? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the. Uh, Right, Aguayo he brought, in, right. the, he brought in the wrong guys. He yep, brought in yep, Aguayo, yep. he brought in Cibernetico. And I was thinking to myself, bro, that's not what people want to see. And when Quinones brought his guys in, those were the wrong guys. Like, yeah. I had the best guys. And I will tell you my favorite part of the whole show. The main event was me against Disco with Disco doing the job. Boom. <laughs>
not think <laughs> he he does not seem amused by that. Unless he throws it. Well, I'm just telling you. I mean, you know, every there's always every week on on the you know, like in the YouTube channel and stuff. Everything people are complaining that I don't get to talk enough. All right, and so I don't like, think that is, is a, that is a valid. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Well, what do you see? I, well, wait, are you seeing the people who complain I talk too much and don't let anybody else get a word in? I, I, I did see people complain that the disco list was not on last week, and I know people are very upset about that. So I'll well, give well, you that. In a couple weeks, it's going to be. It's, it's more of an attraction. You don't want to right. see. That's that's what that's what. That's what people <laughs> Is the disco list the Brock Lesnar of this show? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me say this: is that when you guys talk that much, you know, it bores me. No. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, really. so, so we just uh, included you in the conversation to wake you up. <laughs> Do we have any Killer Cross updates from Mexico? Has he even beaten anybody up in, in AAA? He's coming back. He's coming back with the. When, when with are you going to come Vengeance. back, on it? I don't know what date I have him, but I have him for a bunch of dates. Let me ask you yeah. a question. What is your. Uh, what is Impact? How is your relationship with Impact in that. Do they. Like, they, they, they don't show any animus towards you to, uh, for using Cross and AAA, do they? Uh, not to my face, but they did get him <laughs> off the New York show, you right. know, that's, you know, because they were helping promote him. But, you know, I'm still going to book him. Right. You know, that's their problem with him. Right. Yeah. Well, real quick before we get out of here, Halloween is coming up. I want to remind everybody that. Over oh, at- yeah, by the way, for Halloween, you, you will be doing video for the Halloween show. You will be wearing a mask. OK. To promote. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give into that. Uh, but so you can get your official Conan mask, Solar mask, uh, Penta Zero M mask, or Rey Mysterio mask, or your entire full bodysuit padded with muscles of Penta or Rey Mysterio over at Amazon.com slash Republic. How about el hombre no muy inteligente ni muy guapo? How about that mask? We keep trying to license that out for, for merchandise and just so it's just not popular enough yet. Maybe, how maybe the, next. How maybe about maybe the, next. the product that sold quicker than AEW sellouts, the Invisible Disco Doll? Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that? That, there, there is something there. We're, we're still uh, the, the, the success of the doll last time, I think, you know, kind of overwhelmed and over, overworked the factory workers who had to make it uh, painlessly in Mexico. And so uh, as soon as they're up to it again, maybe we'll, we'll create a new variant of that. And, and now, how about the other one you were telling me about, which was a Vince Russo creation, the disco puppet? I think I, I, I think I think the disco, the disco puppet's great. I'm, I'm highly what do you think disco? disco puppet. Hello? He's muted himself. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the disco puppet. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so head there now. And also, uh, something actually, I think this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know that any of you are familiar with the site, but there's a website called Fashion Nova, which is like the big. Oh, yeah. So the Instagram mo- models are always. Yes. Tweet, right. Yeah. 19 million social media followers. Well, right. not too long ago, uh, earlier this year, they launched Fashion Nova Men. And they've got a number of millions of followers. And they now have a Penta Zero M and a Solar t-shirt available on this uh, super trendy millennial website. Uh, So if you want a really cool Penta Zero M shirt or a Solar shirt uh, for only 14 bucks, you can head to uh, Fashion Nova, check out the men's section. And uh, it's honestly, all jokes aside, it's really cool to see luchadors and Lucha Libre make it onto these 1, pop culture platforms. 
because that's what we've been pushing for and trying to explain to people that Lucha Libre is not just for wrestling fans. It's not just for Mexicans. It's for a whole wide variety of people. And uh, super, yeah, super bro, excited the, the to have mass, A lot of the masks are super fucking cool. Yeah. So check that and out. Also, you just sold out with your Lucha brand jackets, right? Yeah, so we so we worked with the Lucha Brothers, Pent and Phoenix, to launch a brand new clothing clothing line called Lucha Brothers Brand. It's not Lucha Libre shirts and 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 logos. It's their own clothing brand. Uh, and we had uh, jackets and T-shirts that went up. The jacket sold out in one day. So that was really cool. Uh, T-shirts are going to be available still through October 31st at LuchaBrothersBrand.com. And every month. There'll be two new designs, uh, two new apparel items that get released, only available for that month through uh, through the Lucha Brothers. So check that out as well, luchabrothersbrand.com. Uh, but this segment, in the meantime, was brought to you by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, Lucha, expolucha.com, luchacentral.com, e does that have way one second? Yeah, forget it. For now, he's not allowed to do. Uh, he's not allowed to do on um, what he called anymore. So, uh, oh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for being on the past Republic Minute. Boom. Bye. <laughs> Orándole a Messi Tu roca cabrón y tú no vives así Tú no vives así Tu jeva se pasa pendiente de mí Pendiente de mí Me llama pa' darle y le digo que sí Yo, soy un hijo de puta desde que nací Tu roca cabrón y tú no vives así Sin munición, quieren frontear, pero no tienen condición. Sigo mi vida vivo, cabrón. 
Siempre activo en mi maquinón Salí solito del callejón Y le compré una mansión a mami de un millón Tengo la grasa Tengo el piquete que mueve la masa Soy fiel a mi disquera Por eso todo el mundo pregunta qué pasa Alcángel suena ey, ey. Por más que lo bloqueemos Alcángel llena todos los conciertos Y nosotros no los tenemos yeah, yeah, yeah. Tú ronca, cabrón y tú no vives así Y tú no vives así. Tú no vives así. Tu se pasa pendiente de mí. Pendiente de mí. Me llama para darle y le digo que sí. Le digo que sí. Soy un hijo de puta desde que nací. Hoy salimos de noche con todos los muchachos puestos para la incestería. Estos cabrones me roncan de palo y nosotros dueños de la ferretería. Andamos con todos los rosarios sin saber el Ave María. Me roncan, me roncan, me roncan, me roncan y están como mil, mil sin batería. No fallamos un gancho, hoy si me tome el engancho. No metemos a tu rancho y en la cara te hacemos un hueco ancho. Que si sin maleante, cabrón yo no sé, lo que sé es que los nervios necesiten después de dos percoces. Hoy no hay excusa. Y si se saca, se usa. Si mi 40 fuera Versace en la cara, te hacemos una medusa. La noche es confusa. Y si conmigo te cruza, cabrón, te vamos a dejar brincando como en el Lola Palusa. Marihuana la juki pastilla, la cubana que de lejos brilla. Hoy te ponemos en capilla, un cante con la familia comiendo empadilla. Todavía no ha nacido alguien que lo haga como yo. Si no te pillan PR, te pillan los dos en New York. Uh -uh. Austin, baby. Oh, shit. Bad. Bunny, el conejo malo. Y yo soy el duende malvado. Hear this music. O sea que nos quedó, cabrón. Díselo, Luyan. Mambo Kings. Who's this? This is Disco, Conan, um, uh, Jojo, and a, a, a guy that's on our, a listener of your show and my show. What's your name? Hey, hey, hey Vince, it's Jay Baca. Hey, what's up, Jay Baca? Okay, I'm, I'm so, good, man. How are you? All right, how are you? I'm okay. doing great. I'm great. So, so Vince, we're, we're doing a special bonus for this guy because this is our first week of, uh, we're Patreon members can have a dialogue with us and come on the show. Okay? Yeah, well, Jay Baca, I can vouch for Jay Baca. He's an upstanding citizen. He's been a long-term brand member. I've spoken to him face-to-face -face many, many, many times. He's a great, great dude. Okay, well, I'm arguing with him because he's trying to say that you and Jeff Lane are not in the, they're like, you're, you're kind of half in the bubble and half not in the bubble. And I say that you and Jeff are flat-out marks well, and are straight up for, for, in, the, in the bubble. Of all, okay. First of all, You're, you're, you're me and Jeff Lane in the bubble theory and you not in the bubble right. theory. I think that was pretty much blown out of the water when you had Matt Kuhn on your show. Bro, you're going to talk to me about being in the wrestling bubble and you've got Matt Kuhn. And not only did you Vince. have Matt Kuhn on your show, but I, I rumor rumor has it that you you you... What, burying me with Matt Kuhn? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Over this exact same thing that we're talking about right now. That you are a mark and you are in the bubble and you refusal to accept that. 
And like I, I just absolutely, I mean, I will, I will argue this with anybody, especially this guy right here. This is coming on the show that, that's trying to defend your good name, okay? But let, but let's just think, 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 you trying to equate me like on par with you guys, bro. I have a job, a forty-hour week job, that is my general source of income. Your income comes from professional wrestling, period. Okay, right. you don't have any other right. income outside of professional wrestling, you outside right. of your podcasting. Okay, well, that's being in the bubble. How, how is that? How am no, I in no, the bubble? No, that, 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 that has nothing to do with being in the bubble. That's my job. That, that's that got nothing to do with being in the bubble. That's that's my job. Well, how, yeah, how does that equate to being in the wrestling bubble? Because your job used to be working for wrestling companies and writing shows. Now your job is about podcasting and drawing pictures of, of dirt sheet guys and selling them for income. You showed me another guy in the business that's, that's drawing funny. pictures of dirt sheet guys to try and sell them to make a buck. Yo, Vince. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What is your theory, hypotheses, uh, supposition on Eric Bischoff, who never even got out of the gate, never wow. even got out of the dugout to take a fucking b- b- batting practice, didn't even one day on the, and was already, was he fired, released? What would be the correct thing? Replaced and fired. Conan, can I sum it up that I say all the time and people laugh at me and this, that, and the other thing? You know what? Yeah. Let me sum it up. To, let me make it real simple. Yeah. Karma, karma is a bitch, bro. These are guys, Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff, to this minute, are still burying me on their podcast. Bro, these guys just lost a million viewers in one week. Right. And you're burying me? Like, right. seriously, bro? Bro, karma's a bitch. Karma will come back and bite you in the ass, bro. It may take months. It may take years. But it catches up with you. Let me the ask fact, you exactly. Because I don't think that these guys, bro, losing a million viewers is unheard of. Like, unheard. I've never no, it's heard not, of it. It's not, it's not that. It's a, but why are those numbers so so drastic to you? Do you look, you look at the first week. Because the show all sucks. The attention, well, no, no. Here's the attention professional wrestling paid the first week with AEW, for Fox, all these shows. The first week, a lot of interest. Okay, right. a lot of people got right. What happened the second week on all the shows? But bro, no, but Glenn, it's, a million right, people, right. a million viewers. They lost thirty percent of their audience, which is what all the other shows lost. The AEW had one point four million people watching the first week. Multiply that too. That's okay, two point eight million. Bro, the back down. The back down. The percentage Glenn, of audience Glenn, they lost a- is the same as WWE. Glenn, AEW is a new company. AEW is a brand new company. WWE is a brand that's been around for five decades, bro. And that's the problem, man. They're still they're they still think that they can get over on their brand. They think they can get over on the name. They're starting to learn, bro. People don't give a shit that you're the WWE. If your show sucks, we're not watching it. I would agree with that because I've said this before, Vince, and tell me if you agree with this. This is my assessment of WWE. They're McDonald's. They're the biggest. They're not the best. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem there. And and so did you see the show yesterday? Uh, Did you see Raw? I watch every show, bro. I okay. Because that's, that's, yeah. you're a mark. You're in the bubble. Besides the fact that I thought the show sucked, can am I wrong? Is there a, okay? Is there a double turn going on? Are they trying to turn Seth heel and Fiend okay, face? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before Vince answer, I'm going to make a prediction on Vince's answer to this. Yeah. But I liked last. Everybody's been shitting on the Seth Rollins thing and the, the double turn. Okay, I liked it 
And I want to hear if you liked it, Vince, because I think you might like it for the same reason. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said, are they trying to turn one guy here and one guy? I thought the whole show sucked except for the ending. But my question was, are they doing a double turn, Vince, do you think or no? Uh, nah, bro, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if they know what a double turn means anymore. Bro, Conan, you, you said it a couple of weeks ago, and, and I always quote you, and I always get a cre- give you credit because you said it very simply. Bro, they've lost their way. Right. I, I don't think they know up from down, good from bad, single turn, double turn. Bro, they don't – They li- watch that show. They don't have a clue, bro. They, they, they literally don't have a clue from the, the minute it starts until the minute it ends. Bro, Glenn, you're saying you like that show when no, no, at, no, no, at, no, no, at the, no, 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 no. I like no, no, the, the, like the, the Seth Rollins angle. Okay, bro, bro, this is the WWE now you're talking about, okay? Bro, the last segment is a fake wall, a table. We're going to throw a little lighter fluid on the table. And we're going to throw a match on it. Bro, that's freaking good. He should have been stalking that guy the whole freaking show, bro. He should have been on dirt roads in pitch black area where he didn't know who he was. They should have freaking bought a piece of shit house shack for 10 grand, bro. He should have kicked in the door with a freaking blowtorch. Fiend should have been fighting to save his place and to save his little friends. Bro, that should have been a scene from a freaking movie. This is the WWE we're talking about, bro. This isn't TNA with no money. That should have been a scene from a movie. What did they do, bro? Oh, we have a table. I'm going to squirt lighter fluid on the table. I'm going to throw a match well, on that, that, that that, That's good, bro. Okay, that doesn't no, bother just, me too bro, much. Just, I'll tell you why. Uh, that okay, wait, so let's, let's, let's ask the Patreon what he thought. Right. What did you think of that, Jay? The whole uh, Seth burning down the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> well, it's uh, pretty ridiculous. Um, why, is, why is it ridiculous? Because, well, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't care. About anything WWE. I mean, well, here's the thing: it's the greatest. The, this is you don't like you guys. No, no, let me say this is what wrestling fans. This is what wrestling fans are so terrible. Okay, and they're so fickle. And guys like Vince, who's become a mark now too, become so <laughs> fickle and stuff and everything about this. All right, from a character development standpoint. You know, my my wife is my, my you know. Can let I tell you something? My my wife is actually standing here, and she just looked at me, and she said to me, "Is he joking?" Bro, can I ask you a question? Forget the no, re- forget the bubble. Bro, what, what what did I do to make you despise me so much? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, well you have a disco puppet to try and make fun of me for one. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, bro. That, oh, so, that's so a you're joke. To, and wait, and, that, and that freaking promotes you, bro. If you actually think that I'm going to green light you mocking me and making fun of me on your show and just endorse it and everything, or if I'm going to respond as I know how, this is how I'm going to respond. Here's what I want to say about the Seth Rollins thing. So all of a sudden, the Seth Rollins Firefly Funhouse was the greatest thing ever for like eight weeks on the show. Oh, my God. It's the best thing. Now, all of a sudden, Seth Rollins' character is like, okay, what would you do? If this guy attacked you or something, what would you do? Why burn his Firefly Funhouse down? That's a simple angle. Okay, let's do it. Well, then now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the Firefly Funhouse looks so cheap, and it's a cheap set. Wait a second. You guys have been safe for eight weeks. It was the best thing on the show. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's a cheap set. But that's where you guys get too fickle. And no, bro, because... Bro, bro, how do you know that was even the same set? 
How do you know that was the same set? Glenn, that didn't even look. I guarantee you that wasn't the same set, bro. I guarantee you that wasn't the same set. Here's what I did in Bray Wyatt's house down like two years ago. Yeah. Or, yeah, they, they already did that. They already, it was with him and Orton when they burned it down. But this is Terrible. what I thought. But, but hold on. But hold on yeah. for a second, Conan, before you go yeah. on. Conan, yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and Jay, you're dead on. Bro, look at how they did that two years ago. That could have been a freaking movie with Orton and Bray Wyatt and they burned down the house. Look how they did that two years ago. Two years later, bro, that was something that literally a 12-year-old kid could have shot on their phone. I mean, bro, compare the two. I mean, come on, man. The 12-year-old kid could have shot the Firefly Funhouse for eight straight weeks. And you guys were saying it was the best thing that WWE has been doing in years. Here's what I think, Vince. <laughs> you guys are hypocritical in your criticism. No, but you know, okay, Glenn, you're ta- Glenn, you're talking about two different things. Bro, the Funhouse thing was, was great because it was cheesy and it was over the top. That's what it was supposed to be. So it was funny and it was entertaining when 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 all of a sudden bro you're gonna burn that place down seriously bro and and we're supposed to believe it now it becomes a joke do you not understand that's two completely different things do you not understand that bro no you're you're in the you're the you're in the bubble and you're looking at like, about so it. like you're looking at like all the dirt sheet smart marks look at it and you're poisoned by the narrative. Right. Okay? Exactly. And you're looking yes. at the exact same bro, you and you and all the dirt sheet guys have the exact same criticism today. Bro, I, bro, how do you it's think bro, do you so, think I know what one dirt sheet guy said about last night's show? I, yes. I Vince you're gonna hear all of them. They all said about it. Vince. Yeah. This is what I do think, okay? I think I, if I, you know, there was an, there was 1000% an emotional investment with the Firefly Funhouse. I can see why he went there and he burned it. Okay. Instead of going to his house and burning that down. Okay. So I don't really have a problem with that. What I thought was weird was, you know, he went in there and theoretically he burned all these puppets that are supposed to be like, you know, fun guys and shit like that. And I just thought that was kind of a heel move. Well, what would you do, Vince? If, if we did angle on the LG, LTV. I actually wish the disco if, puppy if would have been there too. If nah. the camera <laughs> shot, it says the superior one across the thing. And the camera shot is there. And I'm Wait, not there. one second. The, the play- superior one. Yeah, that's not in the show, the superior one. That's not true. Okay, what would you do, Vince, if you should, the camera's on and I'm not there? And the next thing you know, I'm showing up behind you with a flamethrower, and I'm burning them. I, I torch the disco puppet right there at your house. Would, would, the, would the people pop for that, or would that be a double turn, yes or no? Would the well, you're asking me two different questions. You're asking me if the people pop on if the people would if, pop if I on your, that, would that be if I showed up and burned your puppet on an episode of Lions Green Bears with disco blowtorch. I'd be very upset. Well, first of all, bro, what 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 heel turn? You you're already the heel on the show. So who's yeah, turning if heel? I burned the puppet, I would turn babyface. Oh God, bro. That's not true. No. Let me ask you this is all I'm saying. Just just, just, just the, hear me yeah. out for a second. Because I, I, I can I, I ask you a question. I don't, no, no, I don't know. I don't know what's happened with Glenn. He he's on this crusade to get over the fact that I'm a mark. All right, Glenn, I'm a mark. Fine. Right, can you. I ask you this question? Wait, bro, Tony, why let, are you let so me, worried let, about let what me, he says? What are you me, what are you worried about? He says. I mean, you must first value his opinion for you to be insulted, which I'm like, sure you don't. You, you but let me what? just say this. Let me just say this. Go ahead. 
So what is this guy to say? nodding in the background approvingly, like uh, you know, we can Jay. He can see you. He can see what you're doing. Because <laughs> you know what it is. Let, 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 let me tell you what it is. Cody, let me tell you what it is. Yeah, he's supposed to be my friend. Right. Like yeah. I, I mean, bro, I I've known the guy for twenty something freaking years. Yeah. He's supposed to be my friend, and then everybody's getting back to me about how. He's burying me and my show and my brand with freaking Matt Coon. So, so then well, I said to myself, no, wait, out, a minute, bro, like, wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there. Zero, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of that. So then I got to start asking me a que- the question of, part of like, that. bro, is this guy Benedict really my friend or not? Benedict Disco. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a problem with that? You can listen to it for yourself. There's nothing I said to Matt Coon that I didn't say to you and Jeff on your show. Bro, I heard it myself, and you never said that to me and Jeff on our show. Get, f- what? Bro, please, what stop. Said, said what? Wait a minute, Vince. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because I didn't. How do you tell friends when you see friends get, get having puppets, painting dirt sheet guys, and stuff? When, when your friends do that, what are you supposed to say? Did you see the Andy Coffin thing with the, when Robert Williams says, how do you tell a friend to stop wrestling? When he was trying to tell Andy Coffin to quit doing the wrestling stuff, this is how I feel. I'm the Robin Williams and you're the Andy Coffin. You're losing your mind. So I see you doing the things that lose your mind and stuff and things. I don't, you I, have- I, 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 I don't think so I'm losing my mind at all. I, I don't think I'm losing my mind at all. I would, I would, I would never. You said the on the show the other day. I would never in my life do anything to hurt you and Conan's business. E- even if I felt a certain way, bro, at my core, I what? never, what? I what? never, ever, ever would do anything to hurt your you business, hurt? ever. I'm drawing you numbers. People are going to want to hear me come on your show now because they had. Bro, don't you understand that we talk about you every single week you were brought up on this show? Every single week because you're on the disco list. Okay, and we just we talk about you. No, I bury you every single nah, week. Bro, no, this, 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 all of a sudden, what? Matt Coon's on it. Like, oh my god, no, because nah. people don't listen. Bro, there's, 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 there's more to it. There's there's more there's more to it than that. The the last That's couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks, it's really it's really gone into like an ugly zone. And, and I know it's not me. Like it's not. I noticed me. that you, I, I you came out with the puppet of me. And you're just ignoring bro, that. That's, that's comedy. Bro, that's not hatred. That that's comedy, bro. Okay. That, what's this guy's name? Joe. Is that is that what's his name? Jay. 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 Jay, let me ask you a question. Wait, wait, wait one second. Wait one second, Motor Mouse. Jay. Let me ask you a question. All right. You listen to the LBGQ show on uh, Vince Russo, right? Yeah, yes, I do. Okay. And you listen to my show, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, I'm not asking you to take sides, but as a fan, what do you think here? Do you think Disco's being a dick? Do you think he's correct? Do you think he's just busting balls? What do you think? We're about consistent. Consistent. Uh, Disco can definitely be a dick on the LGBTQ show. <laughs> I got to be honest, bro. Oh, everybody, Conan, everybody That's says fine. that. Every, again, everybody says like, like, like bro, bro, I literally, I literally have people, 
I have people asking me, like, Vince, like, what did you do to this guy that, that yeah, he has it. such animosity towards you? Uh, and I'm like, bro, I'd, gotta, I'd love to know. Vince, you got to remember, this goes a professional dick, whether he's being one or giving a dick a hand job. Either one, him and Phallus are always together. But um, Vince, just don't worry about it. Don't let anybody know this, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be as much of a heel as I can until the Wrestling Observer Awards come out and I win the best heel. <laughs> I get best heel on the Wrestling Observer this year, so I have to heal on everybody until the voting. After the voting, if I don't, if I don't get best heel, then it, then everything's gonna be back to normal. Yeah. Well, Vince, you know I got nothing but love for you, my brother, and so uh, you know I want to thank you for taking this call and and you, and chopping it up with yeah, us. And, well, this thing too, Vince and Jeff are snowflakes. That's why this stuff upsets them on, on the show. The hundred percent. Wait a minute. What's going on, Vince? Ibaka, is that accurate? Are Vincent? Do you think Vince and Jeff act like snowflakes the way they react to me? No, yes, definitely yeah. not. No. Of course not. See, this is why no. this is why the brand members are on my disco list and because like, they're uh, brainwashed by Vince and Jeff into into conspiring against me to try to soil my bad my good name. That's what you know they the do. Show, you know the show South Park, right? Which one? South Park. What about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You're like the Eric Cartman of, see? of Russo. Yeah. See that, Vince? You see? Yeah. I yeah. hey, look, hey, I, I'm bro. I'm I, I hear it from everybody, every single. Yeah, because week. they are too. You have sensitive followers, snowflake followers. You try to say, you try to say that like you guys are not marks and stuff. Then they react exactly like all the other wrestling fans. No, nah, bro, it's got nothing to do with. It's got nothing to do with snowflakes. It's got to do with friendship. It's got to do with friendship, bro. It's got nothing to do with. He's got new friends. Have you seen his friends on Twitter that went to the Korean barbecue with him? Three fucking geeks. Which he says they're not. Uh, you know, have you seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen. Odin no, you've got. That looked like a good time. To, uh, huh? Attacking the people I want to go eat with in a despicable uh, turn. You know. Okay, when you get a chance, Vince, go to Twitter. Go to Glenn's thing. He went out to eat with three guys that are. Uh, one guy's a DJ. Okay, he definitely looks yeah, like he. All DJs. The bro, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. One guy DJs in my my strip club. There's three guys. One guy looks 1,000% like he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein back in the day, 1,000% like child molester. And the other two guys look like they do fig bats, but they don't just give the, the – they don't just clean the fig. They get in the bathtub with it, and they all take a bath together. Bathing okay? suit on First or two off. Guys. Yeah. Hey. Like, Vince is laughing at that. While Conan is trying to say that I'm eating dinner with child molesters and people that play the toys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Conan, I just and you want think you that's funny. Hey, hey, Conan, and then you're, I, the, and you're Conan. saying that I'm a bad friend. Okay, Conan, you know, I want you to know. I want you to know something. You you literally popped my wife just now, and nothing wrestling related ever. Popped my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but you just popped my wife, Conan. Congratulations. Well, yeah. sure, the Twitter she'll pop even more. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Vince, bro. Thank you very much for coming on the show. You know, I got nothing but love for you. And uh, thank you very much for taking the call. And you got to get me on your show. Uh, yeah, no, bro. bro. You, you and me, wait one second. No, no, no. You and me have so mega heat. You guys are going to do is go bury me. You, you, guys you and me have... Just, no. 60 minutes bury me. I, I'm let, not approving that. Let me tell you why we have heat, uh, uh, Vince. Because you invited me over two years ago to yeah. go over an ROE Speedwagon uh, <laughs> fucking thing with you and you have yet to bring me on the show to do that. Huh. Bro, how do, bro, how do you remember that with all the pot you smoke, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Conan. How the hell do you remember that conversation? Hey, Conan. <laughs> yeah. Conan, uh, uh, Vince did a 
vinyl review show with Mike Durbin. Does that have heat oh, with you? Wait a oh, one thousand percent. You need to get me on so we can review because I know you're a big Beatles fan, right? Oh, huge, huge. I'm a humongous Beatles fan. I don't subscribe to your theory that one of the guys is dead or alive or whatever. I think Paul it was McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that, but. I am a big Beatles fan, REO Speedwagon fan. Are you a Journey fan? Oh, big time, bro. Big okay. time. Journey fan, Led Zeppelin? Eh. Okay. Prince? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Any of those, we can chop it up. All right, bro. We'll, 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 we'll do that. We got to get that done. All right. One thou wow. Thank you very much, you very uh, much Vince, Vince, for being on Keeping It 100. Boom. All right, man. Take care, man. All right. All right. So you can catch me on Active Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, FSW Vegas on, uh, on October 19th. That show is going to do in Rome, Georgia. Got canceled to up to April 25th. I don't even know if we're going to show up for that though. Um, also, you can catch me uh, FSW Vegas on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'll probably be working there coming up one of these shows soon. And also, I'm uh, keeping one. I'm on Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco with the Russo brand on uh, the podcast I do with Vincent Jeff Lane. It drops. Fridays on the Real Network on Russo Brand. And also, if you're in Vegas and you want to come see me at work, I work at Sapphire Jones Club. But wrestling was in town this past weekend, and none of the wrestling fans showed up to the show after. Wrestling fans don't go to strip joints anymore, apparently. Right. <laughs> they just don't, they, they don't like girls. Right? So it's very, speaks volumes. Uh, if you want, if you do want to come to the show, you are a wrestling fan that likes girls and you want to see girls, topless girls, dial 702-303-3430. Mention my name. We'll send you a free limit to pick you up, get you in for free, and get you a free drink at Sapphire Gentleman's Club. This is savings by $90 person. How about that? All right, bro. If uh, Just so you know, if you go to Sapphire, you don't, you don't just run up on disco and start to chop it up. There's a little protocol and it goes a little something like this. You hit them with a compliment, a compliment, then a quest, and you can talk to them one to three minutes if you put them over additional time. If you're not annoying and you tell them you've got it like that, at no time will there be any direct eye contact. A $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture or another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Hey, one guy from the front door to back reception. At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is permanent removal. Yo, Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What you got? Hugs are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. That's very, okay. very nice. Now, this is for gentlemen callers, and no, no longer because of the weather will this be served topless, but there still is a circuit menu, and the handjob of the week is a cotton candy handjob. You can wet, you can now witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, because you've been asking about this, the 3D glasses or VR goggles are not included, and this is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning. Boom, and it is a limited offer. What do you got going on? That sounds very sticky. Sounds very yes, stupid. but delicious. Uh, you can catch me here on the MLW Radio Network every Monday on the Raven Effect. This last week it was just Raven and I, Rich Bikini, was not on the show. So you can check that out. That means there's a whole lot more me on the show. You know, There's never enough me to go around these days. <laughs> the numbers okay, that's are- the self-deprecating humor because you're so saturating yourself everywhere. Now you're trying to make a joke out of it. Those, Go ahead. Those numbers are going to skyrocket. Uh, Creative Control Daily. That's right. Every day, Monday through Friday at 5 a.m., Creative Control <laughs> Daily drops. Uh, other than that, you can check out the Creative Control Network on Twitter at the CC Network 1, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, and check out the Pro Wrestling Tea store at ProWrestlingTees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney. That is it. All right, yo, you can check me out on uh, Twitter, Facebook at K-O-N-N-A-M-5150. Chops it up in Spanish on Facebook. English on Twitter. Uh, check me out. Well, we're going to be the 19th on twitch.com 
Héroes Immortales, which is one of our big shows of the year. Um, Kevin Kleinrock already went over some of the matches. It's going to be dope. Check it out on Twitch.com, which is free. It'll be live. Um, also, Facebook, watch. We'll have Lucha Capital. There's going to be a lot. 95% of the people on this show are really good workers. So if, you, if you're into good Lucha work rate, we're going to have a lot of young cats going out there and doing their thing. Check that out on Facebook. Watch every Wednesday. It starts this Wednesday, obviously. Um, uh, what else do we got going on? Then uh, uh, Impact starts, I think, October 29th. It's going to be on Tuesdays on Access TV. Yes. Uh, uh, MLW on Saturdays on BN Sports. Um, uh, is there anything else that I need to plug? Um, oh, I just want to, you know, remind everybody to check us out at Conan.me. Uh, you know, all the extra uh, video and audio from the shows on, on there. And, uh, you know, we put up uh, interviews from backstage. and Plus, we've been putting uh, up uh, Disco Inferno's guest, the porn star, the dancers from Sapphire. There's been pictures with right. D.I. up there, and the subscribers have had a good time. Uh, actually, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be hard for them to guess who it is. Their, their porn uh, vernacular is very strong. Right. And, um, uh, and soon we're going to be doing some call-ins, right? Yeah, actually, uh, starting as we record this, uh, it's Monday. We'll be doing uh, two calls for Patreon subscribers tomorrow. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, from now on, the watch-alongs, whatever match you suggest, if you're available, you can watch it along with us. So that's going to be starting uh, within the next week as well. Yeah. So uh, check us out at Conan.me. That's what really supports the show. And obviously our sponsors like Tiege and Manscaped and MyBookie and Keeps and anything else. AEW. Uh, AEW, yep. Every, AEW yep. every Wednesday on TNT, AEW Dynamite. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank everybody that's uh, been uh, listening to the show, spreading the word to friend or foe, and especially everybody that's been joining Patreon. That's how you support us. Uh, I want to thank Disco, who left early, Joe, and, of course, all the listeners. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at prowrestlingtees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the Juicy Seal of Approval, please send them in to k100questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at facebook.com slash k100conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. Well, certainly the violence has been escalated to a new level here. Jeremy, tonight. what do you want? What do you want? Do you want to know what my blood tastes like? It tastes like hell. It tastes like hatred, and I don't like it.
Conan, you son of a bitch, you had your shot and we beat you! If you wanted another go-round, all you had to do was ask. You guys are real bad when you're jumping us from behind. Why don't you guys get in the ring with us one more time, face to face, anytime, anytime you want. We'll even put the belts on the line. And this time, we won't stop until every one of you bastards is dead. There's the challenge. Conan, let's take it out to him at the Spanish announce table. The challenge has been issued. Chris Daniels, AJ Styles, you two little hoes understand one thing. We came out here tonight and we made a statement. We wanted a rematch for those tag team titles and that's exactly what we got. But you sweetened the pot by saying that we can have any type of match we want. We want a border brawl. Now that's our specialty. No rules, no disqualification, anything goes. Just the way we were raised on the streets. Understand another thing, somos Latinos, which means that we have more pantalones than you do. We've got a million more matches like the one that we had at the pay-per-view. I know you ain't got another one like that in you, gringos asquerosos. Next time we see you, LAX is going 51-50. Orale, arriba la raza! Oh, you talk about the bad blood continuing between the Latin American exchange and AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. We're talking about a border brawl. He's dead, he lost it for the title of the line. Border brawl, he called it. Right now, staying connected is more important than ever, and fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We'll ship you a free self-install kit to make setup quick, safe, and easy. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply.